Welcome to Bridging the Generation Podcast. I'm your host, Malak Arifa. Today, I have a member of one of my favorite, arguably one of the greatest groups of all time. We talk about a member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Cleveland native, the legendary vocalist, straight out of Ohio, the one, the only, Mr. Eric Nolan Grant. What's going on, brother? Malak, Malak, what's happening, man? How you doing? Hey, man, I'm 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 great, man. I've been I've been uh, very excited, man, to to put this thing together. As you can uh, clearly see, I'm gonna try my best not to fan out. I'm gonna try my best. I, I, I'm, I don't know if I can. I can't promise you. I can't promise you that. But I'm gonna try to let this thing be smooth, man. But all in all, uh, real talk. How, how, how's everything going with you, uh, Eg? So far, so good, man. You know, I mean, weathered the storm of this pandemic. You know, the, uh, the whole COVID thing had me a little bummed out because I couldn't uh, perform and be with my guys. You know what I mean? So uh, that was a little trying. But, you know, in doing that, I got a chance to uh, I got a chance to get my own radio show. So that kind of like kept me in touch with people and kept me uh, listening to music and being in the, in the music, you know what I mean, without being on stage. So that kind of filled the void for me. And, um, and and I did some new music, and I got some new music coming out. And you know what? They say that um, I don't mind as a playground for the devil, but I, I seem to I seem to have, um, while I was idle, I got to, I got to try to analyze certain things and see how the how the music culture was going, you know, because it was forever changing. It kept changing and changing and changing. And, you know, three months it'd be this and three months it'd be that. Yeah, yeah. And then the way that people are listening to music and how people are purchasing music and all this stuff. And I got a chance to kind of like just, just get into it. So... Um, I just got a chance to come up with some with what I think might be some decent ideas for this for, for 2022. So uh, hopefully it works. If it don't, then I'll just go back to the drawing board. Hey man, and that drawing board is, has 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 made you a legend, brother. Made you a part <laughs> of not only being a legend but part of a a, a legacy, man. And I, w- I want to get Thank into you. all of that. I want to get into all of that. But you know, a lot of people may not be uh you know may not be that familiar with you per se. So mm-hmm. I, the reason why I decided to, to 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 reach out, man, because again, I've always been very curious about who is this brother that has been with the OJs longer than any other member outside of Eddie and uh, Walter. Right. So so there's tons of stuff on the internet, you know, there's loads of stuff here and there about you, but I want to talk to the man himself. I've seen you in concert multiple times. You always killed it. So again, um, this this is this is personal for me. <laughs> this is personal for me. So I want to go back to the beginning, E.G. Uh, now you're originally from Cleveland. Um, I read that you know you didn't get started. You didn't st- uh, get started in music seriously until you was like 19. But then I watched a video where it said that you know when you was younger, you used to put uh, you know used to put the table together, and create like a stage. You know mm-hmm. while your folks was gone. So I'm trying to figure out. Which one is the truth, man? And, and talk to me like, um, what was a young Nolan, uh, young Eric Nolan Grant like as a kid? And what were you interested in uh, growing up? Um, 
Well, the 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 truth is, I've been I've been singing since I was four. Oh. Uh, maybe maybe where the nineteen came in at is that I guess I didn't really take it serious till I was like nineteen or twenty. You know what I mean? Um, Excuse me. Uh, when I first probably made a dollar or something, you know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, they pay you for this. You know what I mean? So that's probably when I got a little serious about it. But four years old, um, watching Michael Jackson and the Jackson Five. And I, actually back then I was listening to the Whispers, the Temps, um, uh, James Brown. Jackie Wilson. I, I mean, I was watching all of them on this night, this nightly show that came on in Cleveland called the Ken Hawkins Show. So, and they would come on like at one or two o'clock in the morning. And so oh, I was, so that was kind of like uh, you guys' version of Showtime and Apollo, something like that. It was. It was more. Yeah, it was more of our version of actually of Soul Train without the oh. dancer. Okay. It was like. Um, it was like the Dick Clark show or something like that. Mm. You know what I mean? Gotcha. And uh, he would have talks and and live performances. They were all, all of them always had a band or I remember watching the whispers sing around the piano and stuff like that. So I was always intrigued with it. And um, yeah, then I guess when I got older, when I say when I say older, I'm talking about seventh, eighth grade. That's not that's what I mean when I say older. When I got to like the seventh, eighth grade and I got to talent, but actually what happened was these guys were, these guys, these, these set of twins, they weren't very attractive. And people should tease them all the time. You know what I'm saying? In the seventh grade, they should tease them all the time because their hair was thin. It was real thin, like they was losing their hair or something. They, yeah. they could have had a show. They could have had whatever. You know what I'm saying? These were brothers. We didn't, we didn't. We didn't yeah, these like, were like brothers. brothers, as in like black guys, black. Yeah, black, black guys. Yeah, these were black guys. So, so you know, kids, they don't know, but I don't know either. All I know is that they weren't attractive. And they were always being teased. Gotcha. And they did the talent show. And when I came back to school that Monday, they did the talent show on a Friday. When I came back to school that Monday, all the girls was all over this guys. I mean, it was treating. It was following them and screaming when they walked down the halls and I was like, oh, well, what the hell did they do? What did they do yeah. between Friday and now? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you ain't here about man. They killed the town of the show. They did this. Oh, they no. I said, oh, girls, <laughs> town of show, singing. I can sing. Okay. I'm getting in the talent show. Because uh, I about. wanted girls. I yes, wanted sir. girls. I didn't, I didn't care about nothing else. Yeah so, yeah, I, yeah. so I started me a group and I got in the talent show and we killed it. But we were singing to a record player. Like they put the record on and you sing to the record. Okay. That's what that, you know what I'm saying? So I said, okay, I'm singing to the record. This is kind of Jake. So when I got a ninth grade, I put a band together. Okay. I got a band. It was a band that was already in the talent show. And they was playing stuff like Jimi Hendrix and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they yeah. was playing that kind of dun, 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 dun. Maggie Brain. Yeah, Maggie Brain. That's what yeah, Maggie yeah. Brain. Yeah. Right. So, Along the Watchtower and all that. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. right. So I'm like, man, I need to get through to play some Jackson 5 or something. You know what I mean? So I got the band and they played behind us. The rest was history. 
I was a, I became a legend overnight from the ninth grade to the yeah. 12th grade. Mm. From the ninth grade to the 12th grade. I mean, every talent show, two times. Then I was, then I started going to, to different talent shows all over the city. Okay. Now I got, I got, I got to stop you for a second, uh, EG. Cause, cause you know, a lot of times you see, you see stuff on the internet. Please don't forget your train of thought. So I'm gonna try to be brief. Oh, that's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Um, are you, are you actually from Cleveland or are you from Shaker Heights? No, I'm from Cleveland. Okay, because people say different things, man. And I know Shaker yeah, Heights is kind of like Shaker, the suburban. Shaker, Shaker is not Cleveland. Okay. Shaker is Shaker. Is Shaker. That's Shaker right, right, right. That's, that's like, that's like, um, that's like uh, 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 Beverly Hills yeah. to Compton. LA or to Compton. You yeah, get what I'm saying? Okay. Like, yeah, you from California. Right, right. Really, you know what I'm saying? So Shaker was a whole nother baby. Yeah, because I, I had I had a homeboy that was from Shaker Heights, and he's always he he's always claimed Cleveland. <laughs> and then my man was it. like, I had my my my, my partner was like, yo, hey man, yo, that nigga ain't from he ain't from Cleveland, he's from Shaker Heights. Yeah. Shaker Heights, man. Shaker I Heights, man. I, I just let him rock. I just let him rock, man. I just let him rock. Say man. That, man. Shaker Heights, man. They had real milk. <laughs> we had real milk. <laughs> okay, so what part of Cleveland are you from? What part of this? Uh, I'm, from, I'm, I'm from the east side of Cleveland, Superior, East Cleveland, uh, um, just Superior, Superior, the whole from from okay. 105 on, okay, down, all the way down to 123rd, yeah. Superior. That's that's real, real Cleveland, the red, the land. Man, come on now. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about man. I I can come out my door. Yeah. Real real speech. I can walk out my door. Yeah. And there was a pimp right there. <laughs> there was somebody. We had pimps back then. It was a pimp right there. A pool hustler. Yeah. Gambler. Yeah. It don't. I mean, and you walk through all of them. Okay. And speak to them like they, you know, what I'm saying like they're yeah. the mayor. <laughs> For real, like they was out and shit. It yeah. was listen. It was like they was the mayor, bro. You know what I mean? Okay. So okay. that's how I grew. So that, so that, that, that was regular to me. That wasn't right. like I didn't look at it like, oh wow, he's a pimp. No, I'm yeah. like, you know, he get money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a he's a community. He's a community leader. <laughs> he's community leader. <laughs> that's good. That's right. Right. He's, he's, <laughs> He's, he's 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 take care of the, the the community, but look, um, I want to I want to I want to talk about Cleveland a little bit, and I want to talk about Ohio, man, because you guys have a rich history of legendary artists that come out of Ohio, man. So you know, of course, we know you're a member of the OJ's, but what were some of the groups or some of the um the acts that were out uh, around the time that kind of inspired you when you were younger? That was uh, you know from the the Cleveland area, the Ohio area. Not a fair, not a fair question. <laughs> not, a it, it, it really isn't a fair question because yeah. because I grew up listening to the OJ's. Yeah. The OJ's was our, was our superheroes. That's like we didn't even know of, we didn't even know of no other groups yeah. coming coming out of Cincinnati yeah. and Youngstown and Toledo. Yeah. We we didn't we just didn't know of those groups because the right. OJ's was our everything. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's later on when I got really into music right. that. 
I knew about the Ohio players and Zap and all of those cats. You know what I'm saying? From Dayton. And okay. uh, James Brown was actually from Cincinnati. Uh, 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 Ronald Isley's from Cincinnati. You know what I'm saying? And I learned about that late, way later. Way later wow. on. You know what I mean? Okay. Bobby okay. Womack is from Cleveland. That's what I was trying. I was waiting for that one to come up, man. I was waiting yeah, for that he, one to come up. He's from Cleveland, but but he wasn't our see. He wasn't he wasn't our superhero because he wasn't touchable because he okay. didn't live there. Oh, Bobby, okay. Bobby left and went to L.A. and made it. Okay, I never knew see that. Man? He started in Cleveland, but when he went somewhere else, that's how he made. He went to L.A. and made. It. Okay, because I know he, he I know he had he had his brothers the. Um, yeah, you the Womack brothers. The Womack yeah, brothers. Yeah, so and all of them cats, but they were from Cleveland. And okay. they were actually from the hood. Right. But he went somewhere else to make it. The Jays made it while they lived in Cleveland. Yeah. And yeah. they lived in Shaker. Okay. They lived in Shaker, right. but they moved to Shaker. They're not from Shaker. They yeah. moved there. See, you Shaker, I mean? where you move, when you get some money, when you get a little bit of money. <laughs> That's right. That's where you yeah. go. Your mom, your mom get that good. Your mama get that good government job. And you <laughs> no, I mean you gotta have more than you. Both of them gotta have government jobs. <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> the moving Jacob, Eddie, Eddie, and them when they started getting all the hit records and making the millions, they had a huge house. Okay. I used to go over there all the time. Me and Gerald we used to just kick it there, and then and I used to go. And he had, he had the swimming pool and. The, he had a tennis court right, right. that transformed to a basketball court. Then he had what they <laughs> called a maid's quarters. Yeah. They had a maid's quarters that was a whole nother house. Yeah, that's crazy. Crazy. Talk, talk about that. Hold on, hold on. You just threw that name out there. You just threw, see, you just throw that name out there. Now, we about this. I got to stop you, brother. So you knew <laughs> Gerald LeVert. When he was younger, before the whole like LeVert thing. He was like 13, 14 years old. Yo, talk talk about that a little bit. What was a young Gerald LeVert like? You know, because we all see the, the, the you know, this 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 powerful voice that we we love and you know made all this great memorable music. But what was he like prior to that, man? Gerald Gerald did nothing but music. He mm. ate, slept, and drank music. He recorded music, recorded, recorded. I mean, he used to have like he was learning as he was taping on, on, uh, on, on cassettes and stuff. So, mm. so, so let me let me try to fast forward it quickly. Okay, so while he while he was a kid, my singing group, the Deltones, it was three of us. So my singing group was like the number one group, right, in Cleveland, like. Right up under the Daz band. Oh shit! That's you know that's, what I'm saying. Like the Daz band was with Motown at the time. Yeah. yeah. But we were commanding performances. Like like we would perform and places just sell out, just sell out. I mean, yeah. that's who yeah. we were. we just didn't have a record out. Yeah. So it was the Daz band, then the Deltones. Yo, shout out to Skip Martin. I, I interviewed him. He was one of my first interviews. Skip Martin. Yeah, that's my that's that's my guy. I just did a show with him at Charles Oakley's um, All Star Bash. It was me oh. and Skip Martin. Okay. Yeah. So um so now Gerald used to come and see us perform in these festivals and stuff. Festivals had, you know, because there was no social media back then. So festivals right. easily had ten thousand people. Easily. Mm. 
with a bunch of groups on the show, easily 10,000. No doubt. We, we was always headlining. So Gerald and I became real close to the point to where we was like brothers. But he thought that we were about to get a record deal because we had, because Gambling Huff was interested in our group. Oh, snap. So we, we, we went to Philly and recorded with Bunny Sigler. We recorded like five songs with Bunny Sigler, right? So Gerald just knew we were about to blow up. Yeah, yeah. And supposedly be the next OJs, right? But what Philly did was they recorded us and they shelved us. Okay. And management wasn't going to have that. So they got rid of the deal. But and at the same time, Gerald thought we was about to make it. So me and Gerald became close. So we made a pack that whoever made it first, bring the other one in, which oh, Gerald thought I was going to make it first. So I was going to look out for Gerald. Okay. Now, fast forward and past there, Gerald was still always trying to be a songwriter. Gerald was a solo artist first. He wasn't wow. he was in the group first. He was a solo artist. He was, he was just him first. Man, I had no idea, man. I consider myself an OJ's in the Levert connoisseur. I own every single project that you guys ever released. I never knew that. Dude, never knew that. He was a he was a solo artist first. Gotcha. And he wanted a singing group. Now, take in mind, Gerald grew up in Shaker. Okay. That's where they grew up at. They grew up in Shaker, right? So he didn't have no real friends that could sing and all that they, they had the same aspirations that he had. Okay. But he had his cousin Mark, who lived with them, who played piano in his band. Yeah, inter interview Mark too, man. We're gonna he, talk he, about he, that later, but go ahead, go ahead, finish, finish, he finish. Played, he played piano in the band. Yeah, yeah. Sean played drums. Okay. In the band. Okay. So Gerald wanted a singing group. So he grabbed his brother and Mark because they could have halfway hold a note, they could halfway sing. Right. Girls say, we're going to be the singing group. And then they put it together. And then once they started doing records, record, record, records, 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 then Eddie and them was like, well, let me put you in the studio. Okay. So they had their own, the Jays always had their own studio. So um, Eddie and Walt took, took them in and uh, recorded a record called I'm Still, and it just took off. The rest is history. And the rest is history because they became Lil Vert. They got a record deal. Yeah. And then uh, they made it. And I was still struggling. I was still trying to make it. And uh, I started just hopping around from city to city. I went to Detroit um, and did some stuff there. I went to Dayton, did some stuff with Greg Jackson from Zap. I was just trying to get, get in it. And Gerald knew that's what I was trying to do. So when the opening came up, Actually, the opening came up before. I mean, when Sammy quit, the opening came up and. Hold on, hold on. Wait, no, we go. Let's, let's back it up. Let's back it up. Hold, hold on a little bit. We moving. We moving a little too fast. I got some. I got some questions. I want to get on before we get into that. Uh, Eg. <laughs> let's let's reel it back. Let's reel it back. So so look. Right. You you mentioned you was you was hopping around, and that's great that you 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 talked about how you guys were. Uh, more popular in the city uh, than uh, Levert, you know, because I, I had no idea. Like, I thought Levert at that time was like out of this world. I, I didn't know that, you, you know, your group um, was even signed to, to Philadelphia International, was almost about to get signed to Philadelphia International, um, which is 
amazing when you think about it. So, so um, I read one time, you know, during this time, man, you know, you 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 end up being homeless, man. And like, could you talk about that situation and what drove you to never give up on your dream, brother, to be able to persevere? Like, what what you know what got you through that uh, that that trying time? Well, like, I wish I could. I wish I could really tell you. Um, uh, uh, a fantastic story of survival and perseverance and all of that stuff. But I don't know if I have one because at the time when I became homeless, um, it was sort of my own doing. And when I say my own doing, it's because I wanted to, I wanted to be a singer. So I, I left my apartment, you know what I'm saying? I had left my apartment to go to Dayton, Ohio. To now, now how far is Dayton from, from Cleveland? Four hours. Okay. So I got on the Greyhound bus, a one-way ticket on the Greyhound bus with a um <laughs> with a uh um pillowcase. Okay. My clothes was in a pillowcase. Man. So I took my clothes and I had on the I had on a, a, a corduroy jacket. So yeah, it had some kind of a little fake fur. I don't know what that stuff was. It was fake sheepskin and whatever. But anyway, I went there to record with, with Greg Jackson. And we recorded some songs. But they didn't really have a place for me to stay. I didn't have a place to stay. So I, I stepped at the studio. Okay. So I would put all my clothes in this this um, suit. I mean, this um, pillowcase. Right. That was my pillow. Okay. My coat was my was my cover. So I stayed at the at the hotel. Now, Dennis Edwards. Temptation. I, I, I was yeah, I used to sing with Dennis Edwards. My group, the Deltone, sung with Dennis Edwards. We were singing background. Oh. But the man. other two guys didn't want to sing with Dennis no more. They was like, we too we too good for this. We we shouldn't be singing backgrounds, we should be doing our own thing. Da 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 da. Cool. I wanted to keep singing with Dennis because of the knowledge right not because of the money i was only getting a hundred dollars a show so when i moved to dayton and i was homeless in dayton right dennis just so happened to be staying in dayton okay so dennis took me out with him by myself that's then then yeah he he took me out with him so made a little couple of dollars whatever and then Tried to come back to Cleveland. I didn't have a place to stay. Um, I got lucky and got a little vehicle. So I was sleeping in my car for a while. Then I came to Detroit, Michigan. Tried to do it in Detroit too. Wow. You know what I'm saying? John Mason is my best friend. So he had the morning show, um, Mason in the morning. So he was trying to, and, at, and at the time, he had UNB. Something's going on. Going on. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was he was managing UNV at the time. So he the one who got them to deal with McDonald's label. Okay. So he told me to come up to Detroit. So he put me up. He put me up for like a year and a half. Okay. Paid my, paid my rent for like a year and a half. And um, so I tried to try to do that. But Gerald Levert called me. He found me. He said oh, he said my said dad and them looking for uh third member I told dad about you okay so they was auditioning all these people but when I came home I was still homeless I, I mean he told me to come back to Cleveland when I came back to Cleveland I had no place to go so he said meet me at the studio so I met him at the studio 
I did backgrounds for the father and son album. I was doing backgrounds. Well, that's the one that got a, a wind beneath my wings on it. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, 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 yeah, that one. The first one. The very first one. The first one, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, now, Gerald, <laughs> while I was recording, Gerald's <laughs> Gerald gave me three, he gave me $300. And told uh -oh. me go get a room. He said, "Go get a room for the night and be back here tomorrow. We gonna record some more." So I'm like, I'm looking at this this three hundred dollars. Like, so what room you get for three hundred dollars, <laughs> bro? I'm about to go over here. I'm finna go, <laughs> go over to cross country in. Well, I'm about to get in here. 1995. Yeah, yeah. I'm, let me keep the. I'm, I need all that. I, I need, need all, all that. All that. <laughs> And I went over there for, I went over there for almost two weeks, bro. I was standing there. Yeah. Gave him that yeah. 300. I had HBO and Showtime. There we go. I had, because, <laughs> you know, that was what happened back then. And I had, and, and, and I got, um, I had Hot Shower, Color TV. There you go. You in there. You in there. That's all I'm trying to tell you. So the homeless yeah. thing, I don't, I don't, I don't really know how I persevered. Because I had tunnel vision about singing. So yeah. I didn't yeah. even, wasn't even, and you know what? Yeah. I didn't even think of it like, oh, I'm homeless. Yeah. This is never going to work. This, I never said it's never going to work. I never yeah. said, yeah. I never even thought like that. Yeah. I just thought about if I could just cut some records, if I could just do this, if I could just do that. Now, all of that over there, I didn't even think about. I just thought about getting some sleep. Man, you was focused. You was focused. So going back to doing what I love to do. Yeah, yeah. The OJs was not in the plan. I had groomed my group to, to, to replace the OJs. The wow. OJs was never in the plan. Me being in the OJs was never part of it. The, the, the plan was God's plan. It had nothing to do with me. Wow. It's what God wanted me to do. It's how God wanted my steps to go. Okay. You know what I mean? So sometimes and, and and to say all of that, I'm saying all that to say this. Malak, look. From four years old to an adult. Uh -huh. 30 years old, right? Right. All I did was music. All I did was buy records. All I did was listen to records. All I did was listen to harmonies, triads, notes, lyrics. That's all I did. So right. if the if the temps, the dramatics, the intruders, the stylistic yeah. Anybody could have called me and I would have knew their music. Wow. And said, by me being a fan, a huge fan of the OJs, yeah. I knew their music from the very first song, Lonely Drifter. Man, you take it. Man, you going back. I knew, I knew all of their music when it was five of them. I knew everything. I knew the notes. I knew the words. I knew everything. With my lip, I got lipstick, group, lipstick traces on a cigarette. You know what I'm trying to tell you? Lipstick traces. Uh, I did yeah. your act. Uh, going, going, going. Yeah. Uh, look over your shoulders. All that. Yeah. Wow. I knew wow. all. I knew all of that stuff. So, yeah. so when God put me in a position, I already knew the position I was supposed that I was in. Because I was grooming a guy in my group to be in that position. Wow. The guy in my group, Donald Tatum, I groomed him to be the middle guy. I said, this is what you're supposed to do in this middle, in this middle spot. So when it came time for me, because I was a lead singer and my and, and my partner James was the other lead singer. So right. when I became the middle guy, I knew yeah. with that job, 
Because you was, school. oh, I said, okay, okay, yeah, so yeah. So now I'm disciplined enough to know, okay, you used to be a lead singer in that group, but you got Eddie and Walter. Two of the baddest ever that's, do it. Hey, that's like that's like that's like diamond and platinum. That's See like speed and power in the NBA. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> yeah. I dare not mess with that. So I'm not gonna make no bones about singing. I'm gonna do my yeah. listen, man. Listen. Just Let's talk about that a little bit. Like how, how you know, like how did you adjust? Like, you know, I'm about to uh, tell you. Was it hard like putting your ego aside? I'm I'm about to tell you. Listen, listen. Talk about it. No, it was no. It was never hard to put my ego. There was no ego. Gotcha. You, you can't have it. E- it's impossible to have an ego when you get Eddie and Walter. Yeah. How you gonna listen? How you gonna be B.J. Armstrong and have an ego with Michael and <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. care how good you play. I don't care how good you play in the court. You know, with your boys and all that. Yeah, you a good man. Yeah, you got you got a front row seat, man. Yeah, front row seat. Yeah. Listen, my my stepbrother is Charles Oakley, right? Charles Oakley and I. He from the land too, ain't he? He from Cleveland too, right? Yeah, like five houses down from me. Alright. So so now we walk in the mall. I'm just giving you a quick story. We walking in the mall. Okay. Charles Oakley. He got all his, all his friends, his basketball friends. A couple yeah. of them went to the NBA. I mean, a couple of them went to Big Ten schools. Not the yeah. NBA, but Big Ten schools. Right. He went to Virginia Union. So I said, you go to Virginia Union, Division II college, and you're going to become the man in Division II. Yeah. While they're going to get lost in the sauce in the Big Ten. Yeah, yeah. Okay? So stay focused. Be the right. best in Division II, right? Yeah. When he got drafted, the day he got drafted, he called me and told me that Cleveland drafted him and 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 Cleveland drafted them and traded him to Chicago for Keith Lee, right? But he's he's used to scoring 27.9 a game. That's right. his that's that's his stats. He used right. to he's a scorer, right? Yeah, yeah. a lot of people don't know that. Chicago when he got to Chicago, they told him they didn't want him to score nothing. We got somebody to do that. Yeah. We need you to get rebounds. That's all we want you to do. Focus yeah. on getting rebounds. And when he called me, I said, that's right, man. Play your position. Learn how to play another position. So yeah. I'm telling you all of that to tell you that when it came my time right. to do that, I had to play another position. Learn how to play that position. Mm-hmm. Because listen, we didn't invent this, man. We didn't invent none of this. I don't know why people, I don't know how people get arrogant and get all conceited. I don't know how they do that. Right. But they didn't invent it. Right. Yeah, you nah, didn't nah. invent what you're doing. You, you happen to make a couple of dollars and people happen to like your music and they buy it and because you're doing what you're doing. Okay, cool. Because of the time. But you didn't invent none of this. Right. You, so it's hard to get arrogant. It's hard to be conceited about it. So when I got with Ed and Walt, I was in heaven, actually. Yeah. Because yeah. I felt like this. Okay. I was a lead singer. I get a chance to grab this knowledge that I can't get out the library. Yes, sir. This yeah. is on this is this is on hands training for me. I got the best of both. <laughs> yeah. Because I get to learn about music. I get to learn about life. Yeah. And and 
I got raised into being a man. Yeah. There's only, there's only three people in my entire life that ever raised me, and it wasn't my pops. Wow. Yeah, and it yeah. wasn't my pops. I mean, kudos to my mom for raising me to come as far as I did. But my daughter, right, Eddie Levert, and Walter Williams. That's what's up. My yeah. daughter, Erica Grant, Eddie Levert, and Walter Williams. Those are the three who raised me in being a man. Okay. Now talk about that, you know, because they, there is a obvious age difference you know you guys you know they're much older than you right. what, what what was that what was that like you know adjusting to being you know probably you was i get i take it when you was in uh the group uh prior the deltones prior to uh you know joining the oj's you guys are pretty much around the same age and now you in a group with you know seasoned veterans talk about that what was that like the you know the uh the transition uh you know a lot i think Okay, let's say this. The transition was was um, like cold water in the face. Okay, so I'm like, wow, this is how it is. Yeah. They didn't, but they didn't welcome me. They didn't What's welcome you, me. Man. They didn't. I mean, I did the things that I was supposed to do to try to make the group. Right. So it's like it's like you make the team, but the starters don't. They don't really mess with you, you know what I'm saying? Oh, like, okay, that's what this. That's why I asked that question. I, I I know I I had a feeling it wasn't as smooth as a lot of people thought it was. No, it wasn't. It was. It was. I had to. I had to. You make the team. Now you got to make the team. Nah, you okay. know what I'm saying? I so I did the things that I was supposed to do to get in, but they didn't welcome me with open arms. Like, who's this young cat, man? My son, Gerald, bringing this young word. Like, who's this? <laughs> I mean, I mean, they were sitting back just waiting for me to mess up. The part that they didn't, the part that they didn't know about my DNA and about my history was yeah. one. They didn't know that I did not drink and I did not smoke. I did not get high. That I had no, I had no vices, no nothing. Okay, okay, okay. So, to this day, they can't get me to take a drink. They have tried wow. to get me to have champagne with them, all this stuff. I won't do it. I'm yeah. just not that person. You know what right. I mean? And I've always been that way. I don't have no, I'm not recovering from nothing or nothing. I just never was interested ever. Right. I wasn't right. interested in smoking weed. I wasn't interested in smoking cigarettes, beer, nothing. Nothing. I'm not interested. You look pretty level headed. Now, were you, were you ever like, you know, you, you, you in the midst of greatness. Did you ever like fan out? Like, did you ever have one of those, like, Early on, I know now it's Dang, like I didn't, get a chance, I didn't get a chance to fan out because because you got a front row seat. Me. No, bro, listen, listen, listen. Survival, family reunion. Oh my god! Understand man. this. Understand this. I, I, I tell you when it happened, but I didn't get a chance off the rip to do it because they didn't. They, they just didn't give themselves. Okay. You know what I'm saying? They didn't like after rehearsal was over. They ain't talk to me. <laughs> we didn't laugh, joke, nothing. My first couple years was like they waiting for they just waiting for me to mess up because the guy before me, who did like about 16, 18 months, the guy before me. He only did like one album with them. Yeah, and he just left out. He just like he got the bands and he went this and he wanted that. And he got to be in disrespect. We got doing all these different things. And so they were like, oh, we're not letting this cat do the same thing. Ooh. But what they but, but but see, 
one had an upbringing, so I respect them because they were my they was my elder. Right. Two. That should be one. Is that when we would when we would get on the tour bus, everybody had to get their bumps first before I get mine. Okay. But I mean, you can you can understand that though. Like, it's cool with it because the yeah. last bunk, the last bunk was always the top bunk. Yeah. And I come up in I come up poor, so we had bunk beds, and okay. my, my and my 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 bunk was the top bunk because yeah, I was yeah. the oldest. So my right. so I had the top bunk. So I was at home with that. Then they gave you per diem money to eat with. What? What? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. You, you gonna pay me to sing yeah. and you give me money to eat with too, <laughs> bro? Bro, you can't listen. <laughs> you could be, be, you could be mean all you want to. You can't yeah. fight me off of this. I'm keeping yeah. this job. Yeah. Then they wouldn't take. We had a valet to take your clothes and take all your um, bags and stuff to your room and, and right. put them in your room so that they there when you get there. Okay. They, didn't even, they didn't even take mines. They didn't even take my <laughs> so so I took yeah. my own bags. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm with the OJ's, man. Yeah, yeah. okay. Now you now you came on, on that uh, the love the love you to tears uh, project, right? Yeah, which was a, which, and which was a great project, man. And even great with project. that, because Gerald did a lot of those records, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they wouldn't let me sing, so Gerald give me little parts to do. He was had me come into the studio before they got there. And he said, I want you to sing this part. I want you to sing that part. He said, my dad gonna probably think I did it. And he had me sing little parts. Yeah. I did the one and then we'll come in and cut. Hold on, time <laughs> out, time so I be out. On the hour. <laughs> I hate I, I know my fans, they 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 hate when I when I stop the guest, but I gotta stop you for one second. I had no idea. So because on the album cover, we we we, we clearly see you. Right. When, on the, on an album, they didn't. What, what was that all about? Why they want you to? Well, you gotta understand. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't start. I didn't. I didn't get. Look, I didn't start rehearsing with the group until late '95, early '96. We started cutting the "Love You to the Love You to Tears" album in '96. It came out in '97. '97, right? Yeah. Right. Okay. But right before that, we did the Father and Son tour. Okay. Okay. So now. I haven't earned no stripes yet. So ain't no way in the world they're gonna let me come in and say yeah. Oh that's I haven't proven I haven't proven myself of nothing. Yeah. All I've been doing was singing do wop do wop do wop. Used to be my that's all I was doing was background stuff, right? Okay. So I haven't proven myself to be a a, a vocalist. Right. So they weren't gonna let me get on a record. That that they trying to sell millions. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to take that chance. Okay, okay, all right. So I, I I get you, I get you. Now, like, did did Sammy? Did he ever? You know, because you feel that that third that 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 uh that role that you played, I always felt like that's that glue, man. You know, because I heard how way how William Powell uh, was to the group, and and Sammy was the you know Sammy Sammy is Sammy. Um, Sammy was the Sammy was the glue. Sammy was the glue, but I, but you but you the glue. I'm the glue now, now. Now you the glue now. So what I'm trying what I'm trying to ask is like, did you ever have some co- like a conversation with Sammy? Did he ever tell yeah. you like try to show you the ropes a little bit? You know, during those times. Let me tell you, 
Sammy was always has always been a good a great friend of mine. He's always been like a brother, like a like a brother to me. Yeah. And I remember I had a hard time remembering the choreography to uh, to for the love of money. And Sammy was in Vegas, and he came to rehearsal. You know, and I was you know I was picking his brain and stuff. And so he just showed me a he, he showed me a trick to how to get to for the love of money. Okay, that's who he was. But Sammy, Sammy, even though he was the ultimate showman, yeah, Sammy he, never sung, he never sung a song with them. He never. When Sammy found out about the the the, the songs, is when it was getting played on the radio. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold he on. Never cut, he never even cut the studio with them. So all the so, okay. So basically, when we hear Sammy's live performances. Wow. Because Sammy, because Sammy, Sammy was the best, the best when it came to being on that stage and performing and being doing that choreography. He was the yeah, best was I've smooth. ever seen in my life. Yeah, he was smooth. He was smooth. In my yeah. life. In my yeah. life. He was the best. He's the ultimate showman. And yeah. even with me being in the group, I I take a lot of stuff from Sammy and then interpret it my way. Cause see, I got a trick that I do with the OJs. When, when, when I'm in the back doing choreography with Walt, Walt is real smooth. He don't exert himself. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He, he barely breaks the sweat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when I'm in the background doing choreography with Walt, I tone it down. Okay. So it makes sure we can look like Siamese twins. Right. No but doubt. Eddie's no more doubt. energetic. Eddie's, yeah, yeah. So what I do is, then I, I become energetic with okay. Eddie. So when I'm by myself, then I I, I I have Sammy in my head and put a little bit of myself or a lot of bit of myself in it, gotcha. along with the Sammy Strange thing. Now, contrary to, to popular belief, because everybody here walking Eddie all the time, right? you know, singing, William Powell was actually the lead singer. Talk about that. Hold before on, hold they on. Got, before they got with Gambling Huff, it was William Powell. That was the lead singer because back then, if you remember back then, when it was five, when it was five of them, yeah, and four, they, 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 um, their idols was the Temps, right, right. So Eddie Kennedy was doing a lot of leads. Yeah, you didn't have a lot of three man groups, and, and no, you did, you did. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so Eddie Kendrick was doing a lot of leads. Yeah. So when yeah. Eddie Kendrick was doing the leads, that's. That's right at William William Powell's alley. Right. So right. William Powell was doing a lot of leads. Also, so so Will was like, he was more like the uh, the tenor. He was the man. Okay. He was the tenor. He sung tenor. He was the man. Okay. Eddie and Walt, they kicked lead off of him. Wow. I never knew that. Backstabbers. I mean, when Eddie and Walt started, listen, how they even started singing this singing together like that, it's because it was a song that Eddie didn't want to do. Right, and Walt did it, and Eddie Man. did the bridge. Yeah. So That's now they hear, they hear they hear these two voices, and Gamblin Huff is like, "Hmm, that we might have something." Yeah. So and they, 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 they were like that with uh, Teddy Pendergrass too. Like, I mean, the Harold Melvin the Blue Nose. Uh, Teddy wasn't the original lead singer. They 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 had to force him. No. He was a drummer. I heard. He was a drummer. Yeah. He was a drummer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. but Harold didn't want to pay him. 
Yeah. Carol got all the money <laughs> and didn't sing a note. Yeah. And so Teddy went off by himself and, and stayed with Gambling Hunts. Yeah. So that's so yeah. Look, <clears throat> I'm cool where I'm at. No doubt. I've I've heard I've I've, I've heard things like oh, they should let you sing more or when they're going to do this, when they're going to do that. And I'm saying, why? Why? If it ain't broken, don't fix it. Yeah, That's yeah, why? Right. Why? You got to understand, Eddie and Walt did all those records. They did all, I didn't do those records. They did now, all those records. How does that feel, though? Like, you know what I'm saying? Because you guys got, you know, enshrined in the, uh, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2005, you know, but at the same time, you, you wasn't there during the the time, you know the 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 apex of the, the, these guys' careers, but I feel like you that you know by you being uh you know one of the the, the longest standing member of the group outside of Eddie and, uh, uh uh Walter, you know you kept that legacy alive, man. So I feel like you deserve that, man. So I well, mean, I mean, what's your what's your whole take on that? You know, okay. Because you one, were damn sure at the uh, when they presented presented it, you was there. I was there. I was there. So one, what one, was that like? Me, and, and talk about that a little bit. Let me say this to you. One, I'm in the I'm in the foxhole with those guys every night. That's what I'm talking about. I'm in I'm in I'm in the dress rooms with those guys. I hear the talks. I hear how they feel, how passionate they is, and how passionate they were about being into the Rock and Hall of Fame. I also know that they got nominated like like crazy, crazy numbers, like seven, eight, ten times and never yeah. got inducted. Yeah, it shouldn't took that long. Like, right, it but, it, but, it, but it did. Okay, yeah. but it did. So I yeah. know how they felt about that. This is right. me with them, just us right. three. Did. So when it finally happened, they pushed me, they, they tried to push me on stage. With Eddie, Bobby Massey, Sammy Strain, yeah. and Walter Williams. They tried to push me on stage with them to take these pictures to be put in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I came, I myself, by myself, I walked out of the pictures. Wow. And I'll never forget that our publicist, um, uh, uh, she said, don't ever do that again. I said, do what? She said, when I put you in that photo, you should have stayed in that photo because that photo goes into the Rock and Roll of Fame. I said, Priscilla, her name is Priscilla Clark. I said, Priscilla, I don't deserve that. I don't deserve that place because those guys put that work in. And I knew what it meant to them. Right. At that point, I'm riding on that coattail to me. That's how I felt. Right. I know that I know my position and I know that my position is to keep the legacy going and to keep the, the group going. Wow. But that's my job. That's what I get paid to do. Right. 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 But the body of work that they did before that to even get to even get considered. Right. That's them. So I didn't feel like I should be a part of that. Now, the performance, the performances in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame yeah, with the yeah. performance. I was watching it on YouTube yesterday. And then and, and the mention and all of that, right? Yeah, yeah. But that one picture with Eddie, Bobby Massey, Sammy Strain, and Walter Williams, 
I just didn't feel like I, I was I was right. Listen, if you could see the picture, you might even see my elbow. Man. Because I because I because I took myself out of the picture. I, yeah. I got away from the picture like this. Right, right. And I wouldn't let her take me take yeah. a picture of me with them. And Priscilla Clark, she was livid. She was upset with me. Wow. And I told her, I said, Priscilla, I'm not a part of that. That's them. And I know how they feel about this award. Now, about did you have, now, 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 EG, did you ever have a conversation like how how, how candid you're, you're being right now? You know, like around that time, did you ever have a conversation with those guys and, and get their whole uh, take on it? You know? Nope. I don't even know if they cared. Wow. <laughs> I don't know because I Man, never. That was like seventeen never, years we ago. Y'all never. Talked never... About it. We never talked about it. We never talked about why I wasn't in the picture. So this is the we first never... time, like, like this conversation has ever taken place. Did somebody ever like? Wow. Yeah. Because yeah. wow. nobody never asked me about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They don't ask me them questions. That's what we do on the Bridging a Generation podcast, man. We they don't, they don't ask me the questions. You know why I think? You know why I think they don't ask me those questions? Because I think they automatically just. Because they see the performance, and like if you go to Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you see me in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in the performance, but nobody puts the two and two together to say that he's in the performance, but he's not in the picture. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I didn't, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't even realize that there was a picture. Like, I'm just, yeah, I know, a, I know the OJ, I know the OJ's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I know you were performing at the Rock and right. Roll Hall Absolutely. of Fame. I, I see, I, I know I saw that. So my picture, my picture would have been in there. I took myself out of the picture because I felt like Eddie and Walt had worked hard enough, right? And I felt like they deserved that. They they deserved that moment. Right. They deserve that moment. Not me. I don't deserve that moment. I haven't put in enough body of work to now today. If they had got inducted today or like I was about to in say, boy, yeah. I got 20, that's 25 years in 19, well, yeah, 27 yeah, years exactly. now. Now that's, then, I'd be yeah. like, yeah, you know, I'd be, I'd be standing, you know what I'm saying? At <laughs> yeah. that time, what was that? Like, I was, I was, I was like 10 or 12 years in, yeah, in right, there. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like I, I deserve that. And, and, I, and, I, and I am big on trying to, I am big on wanting to earn my way. Now talk about that. I, like, when do you feel like you arrived? When did when did you ever when when did you realize like man you know I finally I'm finally getting these guys respect? Can you can you go back to a, a moment in time when you felt like you earned their respect? I think I earned their respect when I released my first single. When I released "Reminds Me" in 2014. No way, EG. No way. I feel like I feel like I, because see, that's because when, I mean, when we did the for the love like album years ago, when we did the for the love album, we did the for the love album. I did some singing on that, right? Yeah. And I think that they were letting me get my feet wet then to do some singing with them right, on that right. album. And, and a lot of the and we were at the time, at the time we were with, uh, we we were doing songs. No, at the time I was writing songs with them. Okay. Yeah, I see your name a lot in the credit in the credits. Yeah, I was writing songs with them. So that's how I got into the into the records. So 
when we did the Imagination album with Matthew Knowles, what people don't know about that that album is that Matthew Knowles signed the OJs because of me. Mm, talk about that. See, I met Matthew Knowles on the plane because we 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 fly first class, so we was going to the we were going to the Essence Essence Festival. Yeah, and, and Destiny Child was on the on the uh, show. Not with us; they was on the show the night before us. We was headlining the night after that at the Essence Festival. So Matthew Knowles was on the plane with me. He was sitting right next to me, actually. And I said, "Man, you look so familiar, man." And then I said, "Are you Beyonce's dad?" He said, "Yeah." And we got to talking. So I said, "Yeah, I'm Eric. I'm singing with the OJ." Woo, 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 woo. Right. And we got to talking. We got to going in depth and deep conversation. Matthew knows to tell you this actually happened. Okay. And we got to, and I got to telling them how the Jays were, were getting out their deal with MCA, and that the Jays didn't have a record deal. He said, "No stuff." I said, "No, we don't have a record deal." He said, "Well, who could I talk to about?" Uh, Talking to the Jays, I said, man, they need a deal, real man. We need a record deal. So I put him at, at when we were backstage, I put him in touch with Eddie and walk and walked out the room. Okay. And then let them do the business business. Because mm. all I could do was introduce the business. You know what I mean? Okay. And so then we signed with them. And by them having Troy. They had, they had, they had Troy Taylor. Troy Taylor, um, man, I gotta get him on the platform, man. I gotta get. Yeah, Troy. we had, we had Troy Taylor. We had, um, we had um, uh, my man uh, Gordon Chambers. We okay. had Gordon Chambers. He he, he worked and, on a lot, a lot of stuff with Gerald. Yeah, he worked with Whitney Houston, Rita yeah, Arden. Yeah. So yeah. we had Gordon Chambers. Now Gordon Chambers was real cool because Gordon Chambers was one of the ones who put me on records. Okay. He was like, "You gonna sing this part?" Eddie, you sing his part. Watch you sing this part. That's the one that got uh, that imagination project. That's the one that got breakup on it, right? Yep. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah. So, 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 we we, we wrote breakup uh, with Gerald and us, but Gordon is the one who first ones put me on singing songs with them. Okay. Then Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. But Terry Lewis put me on a song. Troy Taylor was trying to put me on a song until I guess he got I don't know if he got shook by Ed. <laughs> Ed said something. Ed, Ed said something while we was recording. And Troy didn't never come back and say, Well, I want Eric to sing this part. See, because the way Troy had it hooked up was Eddie and Walk was singing these verses. And then they was trying to figure out who's gonna who's gonna do the bridge. And I said, Well, won't you let me and me and walk through the do the verses? Uh -huh. And then you I said, You vert, you do the bridge. And Troy was sitting right there. And so Eddie says, Why would we want to do that? What? So once once that happened, Troy was shook after that, seemed like. So he never asked me to sing nothing else. He never asked me to sing nothing. Man. Nothing, but Gordon Chambers. Yeah, Gordon Chambers said, "This is how we doing it." Boom, we doing it like this. This is how we right. yeah. This is how we doing it. We doing it like this. Eric, you do this. You do that. Boom, boom, boom. That's that's the record. We gone. I'm out of here. Now that's that's you guys. The last official OJ's uh, project, right? The Imagination project, right? Not and not counting the Christmas them type of joint. Like no, you know they did. You know they did the last word. 
You know they did? They just did an album in 19. Oh, man. I, yo, I, I'm sorry. I don't know how I missed that, man. I feel yeah. bad. You I missed it because... I gotta check that because I know I know I, you can drop. I, I, I've been checking out your singles, you know what I'm saying, which I want to talk about a little bit later. And I know Eddie dropped the project, but I could have swore like the Imagination project. Walt, too. Walt dropped the project too. Yeah, I was about to admit, yeah, Walt. I know all y'all been doing y'all solo thing. I didn't, I didn't, I'm gonna be honest, man. You, I ain't know that. You got me right. Yeah, now. yeah, yeah. It's called The Last Word. I gotta check that, that out. Was done with, that was done with BMG. Okay. That's a, yeah. that's the look. That's the look right there. Yeah, that's a look, but you know. It did. It did. It didn't. It didn't have the Eddie and Walter flavor to me, in my opinion. Now, what do because, you mean by that? Well, there's a, there's a certain way. They had they they had this guy that did that produced the album, and he got a lot of big records, and he he did really good in the industry, and um, I just. Felt like he didn't know how to cut soul music. Now hold on, hold on. Were you were you a part of this project? You you speak of, of this project like you weren't a part of it. Like, <laughs> what's what's going on here? What's, what's what are we talking about? Because <laughs> maybe that's the reason why I heard of it. Because uh, EG ain't on it. Is that what we is? No, I just I I I, I uh, when they when they started recording it, Eddie and Walt lives in Vegas. So when they started recording, they started recording in Vegas. Okay. You dig what I'm saying? I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. Okay. So by the time it would have took me to get out there, they was just about finished. Okay. So to speak. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now I, I get it. So now they got this they, they got these producers and all these people that's working on the album. And when I heard the album, I was in New York and I told I told I told the gentleman, I said, you didn't cut them right. He said, "What do you mean?" I said, "You don't cut soul singers like that." Oh man! I said, "You cut you cutting them like like you cut Trey songs or something." Oh man, they ain't do they ain't doing you like that. Them, you they. cutting them line for line. Nah, you can't cut, you can't cut an Eddie Lavoie. You gotta let you gotta, you gotta let you gotta let them vocals breathe, man. That's you gotta like, let you them. Gotta, yeah. You gotta. You gotta Give them the song, let them sit with the song, let them learn the song, yeah. and let them do the song like they're doing it in a show, like they're doing it yeah, for real. Yeah. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. And so that's that's what it that's what it missed. It wasn't that the songs weren't really good. It's just yeah. it, it just missed the meat and potatoes that Eddie mm. and Walt can deliver. Right. You don't you 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 know today in today's time they say that the OJs is is long. Over the top. When they say over the top, they mean they're singing over the top because yeah. everybody is so used to mediocrity. They are they so used to exactly. Just, yeah. Everybody sound the same. Yeah. They was doing the melodies with somebody coming in and just give it. it. Yeah, my brother. You know, he was talking about my, my brother was saying, man. Yeah, man. Them guy. He was like, man. You 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 like them crooners? I'm like, yeah, man. That's 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 what I grew up on. I like them guys that that that, that, that reach from the depths of their soul, man. I, and you know them songs that y'all sing. That's what I'm into. That, that's why they still love Casey Haley. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. That's why they still love Johnny Gill. Yes, sir. That's why they still love those guys because yeah, they still they still bring it. Yeah, yeah. They still bring it. And what you say, what you want to say. Yeah. I don't care what you say. You say what you want to yeah. say about Bobby Brown, but. He brings it whatever he got. See, you remind me so much of Eddie LaBert because he was singing without a voice. Yeah. 
Bobby Brown was I, I, I ain't gonna bring that up, but see, see, I look at him, man. Eddie, Eddie has done so much in the game. Like, yo, he can rest on his laurels. So don't be tell. I don't want to hear people talk about Bobby and Lottie. Man, these guys been singing, you know, before I was even born. So they deserve, man, to to hey. Eddie they LeBert. get what they want to do at this point, man. Everything we get from you guys, the OJs, Bobby Brown, whatever, it's just icing on the cake, man. We all, to be honest, you guys are legends. Listen, man. By by your this grace, is, by your guys' gonna... grace, we we still get little bits and whatever from you guys. This, but man, you guys are solidified. This is gonna sound so biased, man, but it's the honest to God truth, and I and I promise you, you could raise your hand to this. Eddie LaVert and Walter Williams are two of the best that I ever, ever heard do it. Not no surprise there. I mean, seriously. I mean, I like I got like I'm gonna answer your question that I, that you asked me a while ago. You said when 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 did was I a fan? Right. I found myself, man, on shows sitting there, you know, we build the chair, you know, we doing the ballots and stuff like this. Yeah, yeah. And, for, and forgetting to sing because I'm watching them. <laughs> like, for real. Like, Eddie, like, Walter or one of them will come and give me a hard elbow. Bang! Sing. Yeah. I forget. Yeah, yeah. Because I can't believe that these ladies are still falling out over these guys. These saw, guys are like... EG, I saw it. I saw it firsthand. I went to see you guys in 2005 at the Civic Center, the Atlantic Civic Center. Man, you guys were, I'm talking about, you had these red suits on. The vocals was crisp, clean. And the dance move, it was you guys, Stephanie Mills, and the whispers. And the whispers, All, You guys bodied that, I mean, everybody was decked out. They Stacey Adams, they nice suits, man. It was it was clean, <laughs> man. I, I got a chance to see all you guys. Uh, you guys are signing autographs, man. I wish I would have went over there to try to get one. But um, I, I, I say that to say this, EJ. How important, it, you know, do you feel it is as far as like artists, uh, you know, backing up their wax, so to speak, you know, being okay, able I'm to glad you, I'm glad you asked it because I was going to show go there. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's let's. Oh, that's what we do over here. Let's let's talk about that because a lot of the artists nowadays, and I don't want to hate on the younger generation, but I'm just saying, uh, I'm just saying, a lot of these guys when you hear them in person, I mean, if, if, if there was a Sandman at, at, at these these concerts. He'd be pulling everybody off the stage. Listen, man. I'm I'm a huge I'm I'm I'm, I have a bad problem, especially with my ear, of hearing guys or hearing singing groups. Right. You're supposed to be a singing group. So if you're a singing group, you're supposed to sing. Right. Or other than that, you're a dance group. Pretty much. Okay, now, if all of your vocals are in a machine, and somebody unplugged that machine, you're supposed to still be able to sing. Yeah. yeah. You can't unplug the machine and say we have a technical difficulties. Yeah, yeah. You should be able to sing with a mic and a light. And that's what yeah. me and Eddie and Walt, we pride ourselves on. You can put us, listen, go back. When you get a chance, go on YouTube. Yeah. And Find the view. The OJ's on the view. Okay. It was just us and the piano. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. 
Ain't no box. Ain't nobody singing backgrounds for us. Ain't nobody. Ain't no no let's, let's, studio yeah. sounding backgrounds. Yeah. And you way back when the mic and the mic and the backgrounds right, are right, right. beautiful and crispy and yeah. no, it's just us. Yeah, y'all OGs, man. Y'all OGs in the game. So if y'all can do that, it's no excuse for these young kids. 20 20 something years old man i don't They're know why lazy, man they don't want it they don't they don't want to do they don't they listen people are paying them crazy money to be less than, yeah. less than what you know what i'm saying we, we we try to set the bar high so that you can come reach the bar but when you find out that you when you find out how to reach the bar it's worth yeah yeah, yeah. You're like, you know what? I'm cool right here, bro. Y'all messed it up for me, man. Y'all, I tell it, y'all ruined it for people like me. And I say that you guys set the bar. Guys like you, Stevie, one of the Harold Mel, LTD, y'all set the bar so high that when I look at uh, 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 artists from today that a lot of people uh, rave about, to me, it's just, mm, I, I've seen such greatness for so long in my life. We, we talk about, Hearing you guys sing Wildfly and like just with with nothing, sunshine, and then I gotta come behind and hear. I don't even want to say no names, but we know what's on the radio, and I gotta hear that. So it's like, man, you guys ruined it. You guys ruined it. Your, your greatness ruined. <laughs> I'm trying to make. I mean, excuse I me, mean they ruined it. They ruined it for me too because I, I I'm I'm a fan of some of these these, these acts. Right. And then when they do their live performances and I see that they cheating, yeah. it, it, just, it just put a damper on the biggest me. names. The biggest names. See what I'm saying? And so when I see that and I'm like, oh man, come on, man. Y'all killing me. You know what they I mean? Cheat. And so and so now I don't even go to, actually, if I do go to a concert and pay my hard dollar, I, I actually go see the stylistics and the temps. Yeah. And the dramatics Look, and all of that stuff. Worth. Because I know I know what they're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. They're yeah. gonna sing. Yeah. Let it be good or bad. They're gonna sing. You're gonna sing. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Nah, so, nah, I agree. I agree. And I love that because that's so organic to me. Yeah. You, 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 go ahead. EJ, go ahead. No, you go ahead. I, I, I wanted to say this. Do you? You know, when I look at a lot of other cultures, you know, when I look at, um, you know, like the rock culture, when I look at like, you know, jazz, it seemed like. Well, let me take jazz out of that. But when I look at like um, other nationalities that, you know, um, country music, rock music, it seems to me, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like they do a better job at preserving their uh, culture, their history, uh, honoring their legends than we as black people. Or is that just me saying something that's not there? What's your no, take? That's just you. That's <laughs> no, that's just you putting putting syrup and butter on it you that's you just candy coating it it's us because we're not loyal to nothing Nah, not at all we're not, not loyal all. we're not you old news two, two years ago like if you put out some two years ago and you're not hot now I, he's he's Absolutely. no one listens to that no more whereas, whereas country western and rock they are their fan base is so loyal you ain't got to put a record out for 15 years yeah yeah Eagles and they're gonna, sell, sell they gonna, they gonna sell out they're gonna yeah, sell yeah. out arenas yeah yeah they they they, they wheeling mick jagger out in the wheelchair <laughs> and they're gonna and he gonna sell it out all they gotta do is know mick is there yeah yeah all they gotta know he there yeah yeah the bgs yeah 
The Bee Gees, man. Yeah, yeah, very I game. Mean, that's all. That's I all you need to see. You can't even see. You can't even yeah. see how many people there. Yeah, yeah. Man, look, we are not loyal to nothing. Yeah, I hate and, that. And yeah. and and don't and 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 it's not to just. I'm not dragging us. I'm just saying. I mean, this is this observable reality. We don't. We don't appreciate our legends. We don't appreciate the the body of work or, or the work that they put in to get right. to that. Man, do you know the OJs for like like 17, 15, 17 straight years to do nothing but do hits? I think all they did was put out hits. All they did was put out gold and platinums before they was even, before they was even famous. Yeah. Before yeah. they were even popular. Before gold and platinum was even popular. Yeah. The James would get the platinum every time they dropped a record. Platinum. 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 Yeah. They, they would be disappointed if it went yeah, yeah. If, if if it had if it had gambling huff name attached to it, it's out of here. Man, anything, look. anything that had with all, that that Philadelphia International uh, uh, era is ridiculous. Like I be trying to tell people with, with with Trey Songs or Chris Brown or whoever's hot, what these guys are now. That's what the OJ's was times ten. That's what the the Temptations was times ten. And and we still work off of that stuff, right? And we still do pretty good. And, and people kind of, you know, they, they, you know, our audience respects us. Our audience respects us. And, and when God put me in the position to be with the OJs, right? He knew what he was doing because that was a long-lasting job. You know what I mean? That's a job that 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 I could do 25, 30 years in. You know what I mean? And because of that, because of the, the work that they put in early right because of those records early yeah those yeah. records transcend today yes sir yes sir but the, the the crazy thing is is that i guess for the jays to release a record now it comes right off the presses as being old school yeah i hate that and, instead like of that. just being good music yeah yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? See, Charlie Wilson can squeak by because Charlie Snoop. Wilson's sound, Snoop. no, but his sound have been remanufactured so many different ways. Yes. Yeah, okay. Now, so let me give you, so let me give you the yeah. quick, the quick rundown. Okay. There was Stevie Wonder, right? Yeah. So when Charlie Wilson came out, remember, everybody thought he sounded like Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Then when Aaron Hall came out with Guy, they felt like he sounded like Charlie Wilson. Charlie Wilson. Yeah. Then when when R. Kelly came out, they felt like he Girl sounded Hall. like Aaron Hall. Girl Hall, yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. so now that sound has transcended. Yeah, yeah. So when Charlie Wilson come back out with new writers, with today writers, he can get it off because that sound right. is still a young sound. Yeah, yeah. Just an old head doing a young sound, but he got yeah. them young writers yeah. to, 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 to give him what yeah. they would have what they would have tried to give R. Kelly. Right, right. You know no, what I'm saying? That's true. That's true. I never looked at it like that. So he can get it off. Because he can sing for real. Yeah. But so he can get it off. But there's but that's a needle in a haystack. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because there's no, there's no Eddie Levert. Nothing even the, the closest thing to it is gone. Because that was Gerald. The closest thing to it, the very closest thing to it is Gerald. But the other coming. Is KC, KC and Johnny, those are other comings. The comings, not the 
not 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 to meet up with the Eddie because when Eddie because Eddie, Eddie, Eddie man. different man Eddie, Eddie, I done Eddie. seen him I done seen you him. know you I, know you know more better than Eddie I done seen him do it man I done seen him do it I done seen him do it with zero vocals if they had to be a percentage from one to a hundred percent yeah I seen I seen him command an audience with ten percent vocals yeah yeah. Never seen it. I never seen nobody do that before in my life. And you know what I love? What I what I what I learned about him. What I no, let me phrase it. What I learned about that music business and entertainment. Eddie never once apologized for how he sounded. He never said, "Excuse me, all I'm under the weather right now." Uh, <clears throat> excuse right. me. Right. He never said it. Yeah. He never said a word. He just went out there and said the people paid their money for a performance. They didn't hear, they didn't pay their money for an excuse. Yeah, nah. But I asked him, I said, why you you ain't tell them that you was under the weather and you were he said, they ain't pay for that. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, man. Talk, See, talk about the talk about them brothers, man. Like, what makes <laughs> what makes Eddie and Walter so unique, man? You know, talk about them a little bit. You know, because, because when, I, when I think of one two punches, man, to me, they up there with Dave, Dave, David and Eddie, Dennis and Eddie, you know, LJ, uh, uh, Ron Banks. Yeah, Ron. yeah, they to me, they they the, the OJs is it is them, and then you know, you got I'm just saying, I'm biased, but them they special. So, out of the mouth of Eric Nolan Grant, you tell us what makes Eddie and Walter so special, brother. Eddie is a risk taker. Okay. Eddie will do anything. Anything to wow that crowd, to give them a show, to perform. Right. He's the, he's the one that throws everything up against the wall to see what's going to stick. And once the rest of that stuff falls off the wall, the stuff that stick, he'll keep using. That's what I love about him. He's He's not afraid to fail. He's not afraid to, he's not afraid to, he always used to tell me there's a very thin line between being a genius and making a fool out yourself. Yeah, crazy, yeah, okay. See yeah. what I'm saying? Because if it works, you're a genius. If it don't, you just made a fool out yourself. Yeah, yeah. But that line is so thin Right. And you got to be willing to you got to be willing to make a fool of yourself. Yeah, sacrifice. to be able to perform because he wants to he wants to always kill him. He wants to always yeah. listen, man. The last conversation I had with him, he said, "Man, when we go out on this tour." He said, "I wasn't ready to come out on tour yet because I want to kill him." Yeah, yeah. That's what he told me. That's what he told me at eighty yeah. years old. Yeah. Now he just told me this like not even a month and a half ago. <laughs> Said, well, man, why do you keep on, you know, canceling these tours? He said, because I ain't ready. He said, because when I come out, I don't want them to say, oh, he should have stayed or he should have yeah. retired. He said, I want to kill him. Still, still at it, man. That's what I love about them, man. They are competitive, period. It don't matter. They best friend to be on the show. They yeah. want to kill him and then take him out for drinks. <laughs> yeah man. man I love it I love that that and Walter Walter 
has <laughs> Walter is the silent killer. Walter is the gun with the silencer on. It. He wants to kill you, but he don't want you to see it coming. Man, Walter's so damn smooth, man. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. how he is in that's like, like that's how he is in real life. Yeah. yeah. Like he 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 has the same attitude that Eddie has. He just have a different approach. Gotcha. And when you get a chance to see both of them do the same thing, but do it differently. Differently, yeah. Like yeah. Eddie will take he'll, he'll he'll get downtown, but he'll take he probably go down the street with all of everything happening there. <laughs> right. You know, like he'll like he'll 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 go down P Street. Eddie will go down P Street. Water go down Piedmont. <laughs> you know, Piedmont off the chain, man. I used to live in Atlanta for five. As a matter of fact, as I can tell you, Piedmont is clearer than P Street, and they both going to Linux. They both going to Linux, yes, sir. Yeah. So, so yeah. that's how they are. Yeah. That's the best. That's the best announcement I can give you because they both will bite your head off, man. Yeah, yeah. On nah. that stage, in that studio, <laughs> in life, man. In I life. swear. Hey, EG, I'm not, I, I, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, brother. I, I live vicariously through you sometimes, man. Like what I, I, I could just, like I said, man. OJ is my favorite group of all time. Let me just come out and say it, man. And just to see you out there, man, just living your dream, man. Like, did yeah, you I ever am. think that it would go this far? Did you ever think that it would last this long when you first linked up with these brothers, man? Here we are, you know, it's two, 2022, man, and. and I mean, the, the the tenure that you spent with them is longer than Sammy and William. You know, we, you know William passed, of course, but still, it's it's longer than both of them combined. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think I ever looked at time. I, I just I looked at it as like it's never going to stop. I, I I guess. I mean, and that's not that's not the the greatest way of looking at it because everything has to come to an end. Right. But being with them and. and Going to my like my like my tenth year, let's they say my tenth year. Okay. I started becoming friends with them. And then I started becoming family. Then I started becoming the person that they depend on. Like, we know Eric is gonna be good. Like I like to this day, I've never missed a flight. I've never missed a show. Never. Like never. Wow, that's remarkable. Twenty-five years. That's never missed a show, never missed a flight. Yeah. Never been late for a gig. Yeah. Or when Eddie went down. I immediately took Eddie's place. When Eddie went down in in, uh, in Atlanta, when he when uh, he, he was dehydrated, when he went down in Atlanta, I kept the show going. I, I sung all Eddie's parts because I know all the OJ's records. Right, right. When Walter got sick and missed eight shows, I did all the Walter's parts with Eddie. Me and Walter, me and Eddie did eight shows together, just me and him. Wow. Just me and him. Nobody else. Man. And we still and the people didn't move. They didn't leave. They didn't boo us. Nothing. Man. I mean, Actually, you, ever, you ever need a, 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 a another member, man? Feel free to holler. <laughs> Actually, Ashley in Chicago, they threw panties on stage. <laughs> just, me, just me and Ed. So, but I yeah. guess my point being is that I guess you. I, I don't I I don't think I ever looked at us not being there. Right. But I but I do I do get a little solemn when it comes to thinking about it being over because. Now they become so much of a part of me, right. and, I, and and I know I become a part of them. Right. I can tell by the way we talk now, the way right. you know, for the last fifteen years, how we how we've come together, how they've been like everything to me, right. and I've been 
I've been who they can depend on. No doubt, no doubt. In this group, they I'm who they can depend on. They know I'm gonna be there. I ain't never came high, drunk, nothing. I ain't never stumbled in. I ain't never missed a show. I mean, they know if he ain't there, something is wrong. And mm. I have a perfect attendance. Right. And I pride myself on that. I had a fractured, I had a fractured fibula mm. when we did when we did the thing for um for President Obama. And then we went over to Jamaica and did the show with uh, Lionel Richie and uh, Chicago. Wow. Chicago and and Shaba Ranks, believe it or not. Shaba Ranks, Chicago. Shaba Ranks, Chicago, and Lionel Richie. Yeah. And I had a fractured fibula. Wow. With a with a with a big old brace on my leg. Gotcha. And I was still on stage. Okay. I still didn't miss the show. Period. So yeah, that's dedication right there, brother. So, so I never thought about it ending. Right, right. And I've always said that if anything ever happened to Eddie and Walt, I really hope that we're not performing, that we're not together. See, I didn't, I didn't want to ask that question. I, I, I had that, and I said I, I don't know if I want to ask that one. Knock on wood, because you know I, I watch, um, I, I watch you. You know, I know you got your your, your your show, and I want to talk about it a little bit later before we wrap this thing up. Eddie does this thing on IG Live, and um, you guys are looking good, man. You know, I didn't even realize how old you are. I don't want to tell your age, but I thought you was much younger than you really are. Like, I literally just found out how old you are. Like, <laughs> I thought you was much. You you look so young. Like, like what are you like vegan or something? No, 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 no. I play. I'm, I'm in two. I'm in two basketball leagues. I was about to say, man, you look I'm bad. Two, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in two leagues, yeah. but uh, but I um, like I told you earlier, I just I don't have anything in my system. I don't have right. nothing. I have no type of nothing. I don't nothing, man. I don't have nothing. All I drink milk. Look good, I drink man. milk all every day. All you guys drink, look good, man. I I I'm, I'm, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad Eddie, uh, you know, letting it let letting the white come in. Yeah, letting the white come in, That's man. Dope, though, man. Looks good. I, I love it. I, I love it. I yeah, love that look on good. him, man. And I think people, I think, actually, I think that's an attraction because nobody's ever seen him like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Eddie always has been doing his hair, you know what I'm saying? So, but I think they want to see that. And I think when Eddie did that, that made, that made Ronald comfortable with doing his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Eddie, Eddie did his first. Okay, and then Ronald started doing shows. Ronald was doing shows like not in the heat of the pandemic, but like at right, the pandemic wasn't really even yeah. settled, and Ronald was doing shows. Yeah, we weren't doing those shows. We was waiting to get a, we wait to get some kind of clearance or something. Get, right, you know right. what I'm saying? But yeah. we weren't we weren't gonna flirt with it. But yeah, I the whispers, the temps, um, Ronald them they. Yeah. They went back to work. Even even uh, Frankie went back to work. But I think that's going to be an attraction. That look, yeah, because he looks so good. And then Walter, Walter, uh, he has been, he has been like, uh, I guess running and stuff, and you know, treadmill, or whatever. He's trying to lose weight. So Walter looks fit. Okay, he looks, he looks fit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and he looks great for his age. Like I now, said, all you guys look great, man. I, I, I swear, man. I check, I, like I said, I, I check Eddie out every week. On you know, he has his uh his daughter and and um 
you know, his grandson. Gerald, Gerald's son. Yeah, Gerald's son. And I think that's yeah. pretty cool. And, and he got, is he, I love that he, you know, people getting a chance to see his personality and seeing his wit, his humor, you know, things of that nature. And, and the, uh, the, 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 the relationship he had with his family, I think it's pretty cool. No, yeah, it is. It's dope. But he's like that. He's like that in real life, man. He's okay. like that in real life, and and, and he's, he's even taken to me like a like a son, like okay. I'm his son. You know what I'm saying? Like he have he have these talks with me, and he'll call me periodically. Walter and I are close. We're we're more like a, we have more like a brother relationship. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So, yeah. like that's why I did. I just did a record with him. I just did a, me and Walter did a record together yeah. that I released today. Actually, oh, okay. Let, let's plug that thing, man. What's what's the new record, uh, EG? What's the new uh, record? You've been you've been, you been, you been doing I, this, I giving us these singles, man. You give her your love. Singles. Give her your love. It's with it's okay. Eric Nolan featuring Walter Williams. I told I told Kim to send it to you. It might be in your email. And you just ain't checked it yet. I, I probably have. I know. I, I, I like I said. I've been. I, you know. I, I love you. Remind me. I love the OMW joint. The IML. Yeah. That's my favorite one. Oh, for real? That's my favorite one. And then you, and you did the cologne, John. I like that one, too. But that that's IML, man. that's you just, you, just, you just named all the singles. That's good, yeah. man. That's, I, man. Hey, I'm tapped in, brother. I do my research, man. Like, and this, this is, like I said, I'm a fan of the OJs, everything that's a part of what you got. That's why I feel bad not hearing that last project. But I'm going I'm to check it out soon. I get the opportunity. But I love what you got going on. Um, You know, I know you got your label and everything. So, uh, let's let's. I want to. I want to uh, come up to date a little bit. You know, I know you got your label. You got your show. What inspired that? What made you want to? You know, uh, you know, put together your own show and and, and do what you do and talk a little bit about that uh, for the, for people who may not be that uh, familiar. Now you talking about the radio show, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so what happened was in Cleveland we had a show. We had a, um, a radio station uh, called one hundred seven point three The Way. Gotcha. And when I and when, and when I released reminds me, um, they got behind me in Cleveland. Yeah. They, I mean, they just I got like a hundred hundred uh, views, hundred thousand uh, views. Yeah. On YouTube. I mean, they just they just they just killed it. They yeah, just that's that's, that's pretty and good they, for independent. That's what I'm saying. So they got behind 100, me. Hundred thousand views. That's pretty good. Now that went to number one in Cleveland. Then I released. I miss you. It was cool. Cologne, I think people because I'm trying to do the uh, contemporary jazz thing. Yeah, Cologne like is more R&B, you know I what like I'm saying? That. So it didn't really get the spins. But then when I dropped on uh, OMW, when I dropped on my way, yeah. the wave just yeah. gobbled it up. So it went to number one four times. Yeah, I was surprised. Four, it went up and down, up and down, up and down, right? Yeah. yeah. So now I released in my life. So now they got behind it. Then somebody took the station and they turned it into a country western station. Oh hell nah. In December of 2019. December the 16th, 2019, yeah. right? Okay. I panicked. Me. Called a friend of mine named Delvis Valentine. I said, Delvis, what are we gonna do now, man? I ain't got no way to, for people to hear my record, hear my music. Because <clears throat> I know, I know the, the the two stations that's not gonna play it because they're they're corporate owned. So we already know about the corporate owned stations, right? right yeah, we yeah. already know what that what that entails. You know what you got to do to get your record on that, right? <laughs> so we know that part, right? Okay, my man. So I'm like, what am I gonna do, man? What what are we gonna do? So then I told them, I said, you know what, man? I need to have my own show. 
so I could play local artists. And then Delvin said, man, I know I know the general manager at an up-and-coming uh, Black-owned radio station. Okay. He said, they got an FM station. I said, for real? He said, man, take me to him. Now, this is in Cleveland. This right. is in Cleveland. This is in Cleveland. So at the time, I was doing a one-hour show yeah. for WHUR in D.C. My, you know, that's my home. That's where we at. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. I was doing, I was doing, I was doing a, a, a one hour University show. Radio. Yeah. I was doing, I was doing it right behind Will Downing's show on yeah. HD4. Yeah. WHUR HD4, right? Yeah. So that was uh, Max Myrick. That was their idea. They wanted me to do a show. Okay, so I, I would go to, I would go to, I would go to 107.3 and I would record the show there and send okay. it to them, right? So they have a radio feel. Okay, cool. So I kind of got my feet wet a little bit. So when I went and talked to the general manager, he said, I know who you are. He said, yeah, you can have a show here. He said, matter of fact, you can have drive time on Mondays. I said, for real? He said, yeah, every Monday you can have drive time. Three hours. Uh, hell yeah. So I came in on a Monday. I Listen, check this out. I had a show in D.C. at the Sydney Winery. Ah, oh, man, I was literally just yeah. there with my homie Cam jones and uh saw shirley jones look. so my man so look yeah. i had a show at at, at, at city winery yeah. on the 19th of february ah. 2020 okay i was at the, i was at city winery yeah. i came back came to cleveland did the show on the 20th okay by 4 15 i was on supposed to be on from three to six by 4 15 the general manager came in and asked me could I do two more days. Oh, that's Hell yeah. So so what happened was I wanted a radio show so that I could play local music because our, our local entertainment had no no place to no, no outlet. No outlet. Yeah. And I don't have no outlet. Yeah. yeah. So that's how I did that. Like even Monday, this coming up Monday, I'm playing every song you just named, I'm doing a I'm doing a a, a special. On Eric Nolan, I'm doing Reminds Me, I Miss You, Alone, uh, On My Way, In My Life, and then I'm going to introduce Give Her Your Love. That's what's up, man. So nah. that's what happened with the radio show. I, I, I panicked because I didn't know how I was going to be able to get my record heard in Cleveland and how everybody else, the Kanye Dawson's and all of them, was going to be able to get their records heard. So I said, well, instead of, you know, you know, asking questions, then just be the answer. No doubt. Yeah, no, nah, no. Nah. Me and me and Mark, uh, I feel bad, man, me and cause me and Mark Gore, and I'm real Mark Mark Gore, that's my guy. And um I don't know when the last time you talked to him, but he has some great ideas when it comes to what you just talk about now. And he brought me in the loop. And I've been so busy with my platform. Um, I haven't reached out to him like we were before but i gotta now that you uh, you know you just inspired me i gotta tap back in with mark mark got some really awesome last week yeah 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 you probably be mad week. at me he probably like damn malak uh, mark mark i promise you i got you brother i got you when i i'm telling you we go we gonna make this shit happen eric thank you eric for inspiring me i'm we go we go tap <laughs> in i gotta i gotta make this do that man mark is mark is a he's a brilliant mind He's a brilliant mind, and uh, yes, sir, yes, sir. He, he always has been, though. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. always have been, and, and even though Gerald was the 
front man, Mark was Mark was pushing a lot of buttons behind the scenes. Oh, yeah, was, yes, sir. Yes, sir. He was the sound. I mean, Mark was one of those guys that used to just go and find sounds so that they could have different sounds for their production. Yeah. That's who he was. The um the uh the song the um remember the last album they did together? The last album Levert did with yeah, Mama oh. House with yeah. Mama House and all that on there? Yeah. That was done in Mark's basement. Wow. Yeah, I was done in Mark's basement. I was yeah. I was I was at I was at those sessions. Okay. Mark had built a little whole, uh, the whole scenario project. Yeah, the whole scenario. That whole project was done in his basement. Man. That's crazy. This one right here. <laughs> yep. That was done in his basement. Yeah. Yeah, man. I got I gotta I gotta reach out to Mark. I uh, he came to DC last year and I, you know, I took him and his whole family, got a chance to meet the wife, the kids, man. Real real uh solid brother man so it's it's an honor man being able to just be, uh tap into with, with brothers like like yourself but i want to switch gears i want to lighter note i want to switch gears uh eg before we get up out of here um <laughs> you're gonna laugh man what i well let me just break it up so I, I i don't know where i heard this from but uh the brother um i'm trying to think of his name the brother uh charles oakley was on shannon shop show mm -hmm. um, and he was talking about you and eddie laverne or whatever you guys are in the restaurant um and charles Oakley was about to whoop uh judge Mathis' ass man what you, talk about yo what are you hey eg what what the, what is going on with charles man what like what what happened that well, night look, man? let me tell you and because he know, mentioned you. He said, he mentioned you. He said, yeah. No, because I'm the yeah, person yeah. that called him. I'm he the said, person that called him. See, yeah. he was in Cleveland. He was at the Mirage. I know the guy who, the, the, the guy who kept messing with him because I used to take him to dinner all the time. Okay. And anyway, so so he kept bothering, pestering Oak because he know Oak from back in the day. They played ball together and all this kind of stuff. So people think that they have a, 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 a direct end with him when they because they know him from Cleveland. And he kept messing with Oak, kept messing with Oak. The Oak told him, okay, man, you keep on. I told you I was going to say, I was going to talk to you, but he messed with me, I'm going to knock you out. So that's how it started. So dude kept messing with him. Oak knocked him out. When they knocked him out, now I'm all the way in Detroit. Yeah. We getting ready to perform. We getting oh. ready to perform at Chastain Park. It's, it's Aretha Franklin, uh, thing now but we was going to perform at Chastain they called me immediately right and your brother just knocked out her he just knocked woo -woo, <laughs> just knocked him out woo -woo. Uh, uh, so they called me they called me whatever he do I mean from the, from the garden when he got into it at the garden yeah, to yeah. when he got into it in Vegas with yeah. the bodyguards they called me right so he called me and said, your brother, man, he will called him. Yo, man, what the hell is you doing, brother? <laughs> Yo, oh, he said, wow, he, man. He said, big brother, big brother, I promise you, man, it wasn't me. I said, hey, 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 just get up out of there. We up in Detroit. We perform tonight. Okay. Us and, the us and the Whispers, actually. Okay. Uh, us, the Whispers, and Dramatics. I said, just come on, come on up here. We at Chastain, man. Come on, come on up here. So he gets in his van, 
he comes up. We perform. Okay. We're going, we going up to Sweet George Browns across from Nathaniel. Okay. You know, which is, you know, uh, uh, Derek got part ownership of that too, right? Okay. So he goes over there. Me, Oak, uh, Derek, uh, Vert, Eddie LaVert, our tour manager, Jojo, we all together. Gerald got, I mean, uh, uh, Oak got a couple of girls with him. Cool. That he brought up. Queen Latifah comes in. She got four. She got four bras with her, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know how she so rolls. Now, so <laughs> now, yeah, that's how she rolls. Yeah. I mean, and, and you you never even know that Detroit had nothing this fine in here till she come in. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so they sitting on the other side where the food at. So Oaks people wanted to go over there and you know kick it with Queen Latifah. Okay, cool. Go ahead. Now listen to this. Now listen to this crew. It's Mathis, Kwame, Kwame Kilpatrick. Oh, the the, the, the mayor. Yeah, the old mayor. And Tavis Smiley. Oak never mentioned his name, but Tavis Smiley was yeah, there. He, did. he never mentioned his name. Uh, I did. know, but Tavis <laughs> was there too. So the story goes like this. They had they ate a they 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 was having a meal. Okay. The the the, the, the bill came to fifteen hundred. Okay. Kwame gives Judge Matthew. 500. So, okay, well, here's my five on the 15. Yeah. So, judge say, your money is no good here. Your ball players is rich. We're going to make them pay for it. Hold on, hold on. Hell nah. nah. But the whole time, Oak is watching this. He watching. I mean, because he, he he always cases the room anyway. He cases the room. Yeah. Now, take in mind now, me and Matt, me and Matt like this. Me and me and Judge is like this now. Me and Tavis is like this. Even he, like at that time, y'all y'all was tight. Oh, okay. Me and Matt is cool. Okay. Me and Tavis is cool. Right. I'm I'm just now getting a feel for Kwame. We, we, we didn't kick it since then, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, we went right. to games and stuff, but I don't know Kwame like that. Right. Oh, he know me and Matt is cool. He know me and Tavis is cool. But Oak scanning in the room. So he comes, so, so, so Matt just, so Matt just <laughs> come over there. Like, okay, look at here now. You know, we got a, we got a $1,500 tab over there. Oh, come on, just Judge Mathis, stop it. Stop it, man. So, Come on, bro. So Oaks went straight to it. The fuck I got to do with me? Yeah. Yeah. Let's <laughs> go there with that. You know who? Yeah. So Matt is like, well, I mean, you know, what's all the hostility for, man? Yeah, you say I just like What's all the hostility for, man? That's that Detroit shit right there. (laughs) And and then he don't get don't get upset with me because the queen took the brows out your lips. (laughs) Once he said that, man, baby baby brother went ballistic. What you say, Mama? Now be (laughs) sure. 
Oh, man. man. He, 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 didn't, he, he didn't say all that when he was talking about Shannon's I know he didn't. He didn't say all that on Shannon's stop. Some of that stuff got to be kind of like, you know, condensed. Yeah, he gave us the condensed version. Yeah, yeah the man. Version. But then he got like that, man. And then Matt got to talk about all these, you know, all the killers he got in Detroit and whoop the whoop. And yeah, he did mention like, that. Look at he's he like, look at here, man. You can get whoever. Yeah. yeah. You know, I get on wherever I'm at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Bring them. <laughs> Bring them. Yeah. So then him and Derek got into it a little bit because, you know, Wherever Derek is, if, if Derek come to Cleve, Derek ain't gonna have no problems. Because now, when you say when you say Derek, when you when you say Derek, Derek, who we talking Derek about? Foreman. Oh, DC. Yeah, DC. Oh, that was DC's joint. That's DC's joint. Man. So wherever we go, I mean, so this the whole the, basically the whole they got the whole their little Detroit crew. Yeah, yeah you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. So, but they was over in the other room. Yeah. We was over, we was over by the bar. We was just chilling, you know, just kicking it. And so Oak is like, you know, you should say something because when we when we together, you come to Cleveland, can't nothing go down, can't nothing happen to you there. Yeah. And I'm there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. So now Oak and DC is into it. Now they into it. So Bert, so so so, so Eddie LeVert. <laughs> yeah. he, you know, Eddie LeVert about five five. Yeah. So, so, so Eddie LeVert, he in between these two tall towers. Yeah, yeah. So he was like, he was like, E, come get your brother, man. Come get your brother. You know what I'm saying? So they going back and forth, going back and forth. He's like, hey man, don't y'all kill that noise, man. Y'all get <laughs> but he had this little bitty dude. And he's like Eddie. Yeah, man. So. So, so Oak gave his man the sign and said, "Look, man, push the button." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, he mentioned that. Part. I know. Yeah, push, push the yeah, button, bro. Yeah. Push the yeah. button. We got all. We got. We got all. We got all that out there. We, we this place might not even be here. Yeah, we got all that. Yeah, he mentioned that. <laughs> He's like, man, go easy, don't judge. Go call him. Call me, please. Go call him. I ain't oh, man. It I got that crazy. It got that crazy, uh, E. Damn. It got that crazy, man. It got crazy, crazy, man. Like, to the point to where we did, uh, we had to do Bush Lewis party. And, uh, Bush <laughs> Lewis the Yeah. You know, because he died right after his 50th birthday party. I was about to say, like, two weeks later. Two weeks later. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and, um, Oak was at the party. Matt was at the party. It was Oak, Matt, we had Lenny Kravis, Denzel Washington, Tim Reed. We had all the cats there. All yeah. the all the fellas. And that is like, hey man, talk to your brother, man. We, come on, man. We don't need to be going through this here. You a judge. You was a judge, man. That's my man. That's my cat. You know what I mean? And Oak know that's my man, but that's my brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Kill that noise. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just went to Oak and I was like, oh, it's Bush Lewis party, man. Nothing can happen here, man. Nothing. Yeah. He said, I, you know, I got more, I might I got more class and that ain't nothing gonna happen here, but you know, keep them away from me. So so you just let you just uh just let that be where it's gonna be, huh? But Oak feel that way to this day, man. Yeah, yeah. 
one thing about him, he's 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 worse as me, if not worse than me, about records. If he got one, you on his bad side, you got and he got one, it's a wrap. Like, you know, Bart. Charles Barkley never yeah, yeah, yeah. be cool yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah. All them cats will never be cool with him, man, because yeah. they rub. See, you got to do something to him. Yeah. He don't Once just you make cross up that stuff. Line, it's, it's, it's yeah, he don't like just that. make up stuff. You got to do something yeah, to him. Yeah. Like that, like the guy he talked about, he slapped um, in warm ups. Yeah. That dude was talking fly to him on the phone. They called me about that. Yeah. They called me about that. What about the, uh, you yeah. heard about the, uh, the issue yet with uh, Dennis Rodman down in Miami? <laughs> yeah, man. Because Dennis was in there eating off people's plates. They said he's wilding out, man. He's grabbing stuff on people's plates. He was going, grabbing people's food and eating off their plates. Yeah. Oak didn't hesitate. Just threw him out. The enforcer, man. <laughs> you know, I mean, look, man. Yo, he Oak, came up the way he's he always been like that. Has he always been no, like that? No, 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 no. Nope. Ain't always been like that. Yeah, man, that was that was Michael Jordan's enforcer in Chicago. Yeah, but he ain't always been like that. that. I mean, when he was younger, he was he was he was the guy that didn't nobody even pick him to play basketball. He was the guy that had always had to get winners because he was tall and lanky. Oh, he wasn't like feet. yeah, he wasn't like he wasn't muscle. No, he you know uh, he wasn't none of that. He he didn't start getting like that until the to the later the latter um. Virginia Union days going into Chicago. Okay. When he got to Chicago and he learned that he had to have re- he had to start getting rebounds, he started bulking up. Yeah. Because By the time he, he got to Chicago, he was he was yeah. throwing motherfuckers he, out the way. <laughs> he did no purpose. He did he all this all everything he did was 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 calculated. Calculated, right, right. right. He knew that what he had to do. No and doubt. even in playing ball, he knew what he had to do. He knew he had to get but this dude, this dude didn't date. He didn't have a girlfriend. He didn't do none of that yeah. in school. None. And not in high school, junior, going to junior high, high, he drove my car to the prom. Hold on, hold on. Say that again. Tra- it, Charles Oakley. Yeah. Drove your car. Drove drove your car to the prom. He didn't have his own shit. No, he had a he had a he had a, a Volkswagen, a Beetle. Okay, my bad, my bad. Okay. Yeah, he had a little Beetle. He had a little Beetle. Yeah. Back then, but. Well, I mean, he, he did. He he was just focused, man. He just stayed focused, man. He stayed focused. He didn't even girls was the last thing on his mind. Yeah, yeah. He knew he he knew he wanted to. He he could have played football. Yeah. I mean, but that's the real story, man. That's the real story. He he left out a lot of stuff for the book. I guess I don't know. Well, look, well, look, EG. It's I don't want to hold you, man. We we've been chopping it up, brother. I would I, I have. <laughs> like tons of questions, man. This how you gonna cut this? How you gonna cut this up, man? It was just yeah, man, this gonna be part two. This gonna be two parts, man. This gonna be this gonna be two parts, man. This is this is arguably one of my greatest interviews, and I didn't interviewed a lot of legends, man. But you have uh, enlightened me to a lot of shit, man. I'm not even gonna lie, I wasn't privy to, brother. And I so I appreciate that on behalf of the Bridging Generation podcast. I really appreciate just having you on here, brother. Um. You but know, I sometimes I talk, think sometimes talk. I appreciate. I mean, I'm sorry, man, but no, I think ahead. sometimes uh, I think sometimes I, I I I get accused of being too transparent, and I think sometimes they want me to be. I mean, but you're not controversial, though. I mean, you haven't said it. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. I just think sometimes 
you know, be, the transparency part is not like I don't have a Hollywood version because I wasn't born in Hollywood. Okay. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense yeah. to you, I, no, I don't have a. No, exactly. It, it, it does. I, I don't like, have, where, a, I don't have a Hollywood comes, version. Huh? Where, where does that humility come from? Because I mean, you just mentioned, man. You didn't. You didn't set. I'm pretty. You, you didn't sat at the tables with Denzel Washington, Michael Jordan. Charles Oakley, your brother. I mean, you're in the, the goddamn OJs. It don't get no. That's the. It don't get no higher than that. Where did so. this humility come from? Where did it come from? I, you know what? Because you can be an asshole. Don't Jesus. tell me. Tell me. No, don't tell me if this makes sense to you. Go ahead. Do people ever ask you, man? How do you, how do you walk that? How do you walk that good? How do you breathe that good? Nah. Okay, that's natural, right? That's natural, right? Because that's just the way it goes, right? So I don't look at myself as being, I don't look at myself as being humble because honesty is honesty. Right. If you say, okay, if you said this earlier, you said this earlier, you said, you know, when I go to these concerts, man, you know, and they don't, they don't bring it and, you know, and I get let down, right? Yeah. And then I come behind you and say, "Yeah, man, they got the, they got the focus in the box, da 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 da." Right? Right. Okay. All you gotta do is one thing: is tell me I lied. <laughs> I never thought about it like that. Nah, that's it. <laughs> you know yeah. yeah. Tell me I lied. Yeah. Tell me I lied on this. They they, they they try to say like, man, now they they want to shame you, call you a hater. And I'm like, nah, man. I want to see everybody win. I want to see everybody win, but but I, but but give me your best effort. But this ain't, and, but but it's not even a thin line between hating and truth. Yeah, you said it, not me, brother. You said it, not it's, me. It's not even a thin line. Yeah, it's only one way. Exactly. Nah, it's you true. right. Yeah. So how yeah. can I hate if you if you didn't? Right, right. If you robbed the bank and I say, yeah, he robbed it. Did yeah. I lie? No, what do they say? Don't 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 piss on my head and, and, and tell me it's raining. Tell me, yeah, tell me it's raining. If you did it, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> so that part of the game, because like it's hard for me to listen to interviews. When I listen to interviews, and I get a, and I hear those textbook answers, and I hear those answers that like, come on, man, come on, man, that ain't. Now you trying to be polite, or you trying to look? Yeah. Don't don't ask me, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's I'm what hey, that's what ask, we man. do on the Bridge of the Generation podcast, man. I'm I'm gonna ask some of this. I, some of the things that certain people might avoid, man. And I really appreciate you being as transparent, as candid as you are, because you could have easily glossed and gave me the politically correct answers that, you know, a lot of people in your situation would, would typically do. So I, I really appreciate your, uh, your, your, your honesty. Well, brother. well to, to, to answer your question earlier, because I heard, I heard your question. Um, to answer your question, earlier when he said like you know hey man you know you could really you know you could be an asshole you could be this and that and third i have to go back to my original statement that i made to you earlier i didn't invent none of this right not nothing man i don't have a reason to be an asshole i don't have a reason to be arrogant because i did i'm not doing nothing special right. Right. I, what i'm doing is i'm i'm carrying on a legacy that was already built right it was already there when i got there so I'm helping to carry it on. And, you know, when Chrysler came up with the idea of building cars, they needed somebody to put the doors on. Right. 
They need somebody to put the engine in and put the trans in. I got the engine, I got the trans. So now I got to put the doors on. I got to put the windows on, right? Nah, to make a- that assembly line roll, to keep it going. Now you're right. But I didn't invent. I didn't invent the door. I didn't invent the car. Yeah, nah, you're right, brother. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah, nah, so I, I get have it. nothing. I have nothing to be arrogant about. I have nothing. I haven't. Listen, Bill Gates can be arrogant. Yeah. Huh? But, but EG, I, see, see, let me let me bring it back a little bit. See, the reason why I say that because it's people that has accomplished one fourth of what you accomplished in your they career, wrong. and they, they wrong, and man. they have the biggest goddamn Malak, they ego. Wrong, man. And, they wrong, man. They wrong, and, man. Listen, and, I'm gonna give you a quick story. I'm gonna give you a quick story, and you can end, you can end this whenever you want to end it. I'm gonna give you this quick story. <laughs> no, this is this is the honest to God truth. On, I can't make this it. up. I can't make this shit up. Okay, right. I'm in Los Angeles, California. Gotcha. I'm about to give you. The, I'm about to give you the. I'm about to give you some heavyweight, some heavy nah, hitters. Don't, don't give me the cookie cutter version. Give me the. No, no. I'm yeah, about to give yeah. you. The heavy, I'm about to give you some heavy hitters. All right, let's go. I'm in Los Angeles, California. I'm I'm new. I'm a newbie. I'm like probably six years old in the game. Okay. Right. Stand to Lamartage. Here's the people that was in our circle. Red Man, Corinne Stephens, OJ Simpson's daughter, Puffy, Ja Rue, Gerald LeVert, Joe Bailey, Gerald LeVert's bodyguard. We all sitting in the lounge area. See, when the, when uh, back then, Larry Ties on the left-hand side had a lounge. Okay. All of us at the lounge. We all chilling because Gerald likes me to be around them people because he wanted me to get to know those people. So all of us is just chilling. We just kicking and having a good time. Yeah. This guy comes downstairs off of the elevator. And these kids were screaming and ran to him. Asked him for his autograph. Can I have your autograph? Can I have your autograph? They shunned him. Yeah, yeah. Sign no autographs. So I was like, Gerald. He got. He must be somebody famous because some kids is running to him, asking him for an autograph. I was like, "Don't he? Whoever he is, don't he? Don't he know that he need them to become who he is?" Exactly. So here go Gerald Avert. You right, man. You sure right. If I was you, I'd tell him by himself. If I was you, I'd go tell him. I said, oh, I like I won't. He said, oh, I know you will. I know you will. They souping me up at this point, you know. I know you will. <laughs> I know you'll check on me. You know, you from the streets. You know, I know you'll check on Oh, that's I said, hold on, man. Hold on, man. I said, hold on, man. I got this. I'm going here. I said, yo, yo, bro. I don't know who you are, what you do, but evidently you somebody famous. And, uh, you know, them kids, all they want is a autograph. I promise you, whatever you do, you can't do it by yourself. If you, you know, a singer or a rapper or something, you can't buy your own records. I said, so that's nothing for you to give them an autograph, bro. Right, right, right. So you need to, you need to work on that, man. I said, because actually that's fucked up. Damn. So he looked at me like this. And he kept going. So I went back. I said, yeah. And they were like, they was clapping and shit. Everybody was clapping. It was like, yeah, man, I don't know who the fuck this little nigga is, man, but uh, he need to check himself. They said, oh, yeah, that's Jay-Z. Hold up. 
Jay. Jay. So then I called my daughter. I called my daughter. I said, Erica, have you ever heard of this rapper named Jay Z? She said, Oh my God, did you meet Jay Z? Did you meet Jay Z? I didn't have a clue. Damn, EG. I didn't have a clue. You was an RB head, yo. You was like, You live in the world of RB, literally. I didn't have a clue who that was. Jaru knew who it was. You know, Puffy knew who it was. Kalen knew who it was. Redman Red definitely Man knew who it was. Everybody knew who it was but me. Gerald knew who it was. But they knew that I did. They knew I was great. <laughs> so, so they jacked me up to go. Man, yo, up. this is the greatest interview that I... <laughs> Yo, me saying that, that's that's a lot. Me saying, oh, this this is amazing, brother. I'm sorry. Go, go, go. I go. saw Jay-Z. I saw Jay-Z at uh, Clyde Davis party because we did Clyde Davis party. I seen him. He was sitting dead center. Dead, right? Like, me, you know, I'm in the middle, right? Yeah. Jay-Z was right there in the middle, right there. And he looked at me like this and said, that's all he did. <laughs> he say shit to me just like this. That's all he did. Right, right, that was right. A 90, that was a 90-minute Beyonce. Damn. Beyonce was there. She was her and her and Kelly was at the party. Yo, EG, man, you, 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 you like, man. You like Forrest Gump, man. You know how you, you know, you know, Forrest Gump. He I was never heard every, it like that. Every, every historical moment that took place in history. Yeah, that's that, you. Like that, man. That's, that's you, EG. That's you, man. <laughs> I swear, brother, I, I would love to just see you, some of the things that you've seen. Just like I've seen a lot of shit in my day, man. But goddamn, EG, Jesus Christ, man! Oh yeah, man. That's I mean, Mar- Mar- Mario opened up for us that night before he had his first, very first record. Mario opened the show. Oh, when he had the braids. Yeah. Yeah, little Mario. Stevie Wonder's singing Stevie Wonder's uh, not, uh, "Knock Me Off My Feet." Okay. And that's when Clive signed him. He was he opened up for us at Clyde Davis party. Alicia Keys has just did her first album. She was at the party too. Alicia Keys has just did her very first album. Yeah. She was there. Wow. I mean, we had we had everybody there. We had I mean, Clyde had everybody there, and, and everybody was like in awe of the OJs because the OJs was there, but yeah. they don't know that the OJs go way back with Clyde. Yeah, uh, Columbia Records. Absolutely. Come on, man. They was Philadelphia International was under uh, CBS. That's right. It was under CBS. Yeah. Right. I've seen, I seen a lot of pictures of, of Gamble and Huff and, and <laughs> Clive Davis and the OJs. You ever get a chance? Like, what's your relationship with, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Gamble and uh, Leon Huff? You ever? Me and, me and Leon is like this. No way. Why, why did I just say that? Of course. This is Eric Grant. Leon. Me and Leon like that. Leon. I call Leon, I call Leon a date. He'll pick up the phone. Yeah, I've been trying to get Mr. Now, Gam, I only see Gam like when I come to Philly or something like that. He comes to the show and then I talk to him. But Leon is more, he's more, I ain't going to say talkative because I don't know how, I haven't talked to Gam enough to know how talkative he is. But Leon is more, you know, he's more approachable, sort of speak. And I, I shouldn't even say that either because I'm just real cool with, with, with Leon. Oh, wait. I, oh, see, I thought it was the other way around. I always thought that 
Leon Huff was more reserved because you and normally that, see. That's why I said I can't. That's why I said I can't yeah. say that because Leon is more reserved. Leon is the Walter Williams of the two. Okay. Yeah. You Gamma's see... more outgoing. Gamma's yeah. one who do all the talking. Gamma's one who make who make shit happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Leon is reserved. It's just that Leon talks to me. That's your, okay. That's your, y'all locked that's in. Like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah, my, yeah. that's my guy, man. Like I pick his brains about music, business, production. Yeah. I pick his brains about everything. Yeah. So he much so you. that he told me whenever I needed a record done, he'd do it. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's what's I just, up. I man. just ain't pull that. I just didn't pull that trump card yeah. because I really want to be. I, w- I really want to be worth something to the project. So that's but why I'm trying to build. But, but EG, I mean, the, the, the singles that you're releasing, brother. But then, but, but they, they, they not hit in, brother. They hit in. They hit in. I don't, I, they not getting the exposure that I feel like I I, I should get, man. It ain't man. the music, so, though. It's, I mean, it's, no, the, it's not it's, the music. It's, it's just it's just getting it out there, man. Because because the 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 the, the business keeps keep on changing on me, it keeps changing on me, it keeps changing on me, and I'm always finding myself playing catch up. You know what I mean? And I, I know it's not the talk, music. The music. Talk, talk about that a little bit, but you know we. Uh, and I know we run, we we, we running long, but, but <laughs> I, I got I, I wanted to bring this up because you've been around twenty plus years, man. You've seen it all. What are some of the disadvantages that you that you uh, say that some of the artists have opposed to you know um, artists back in the day, and vice versa? What are some of the advantages artists have today? Because you know, a lot of stuff is coming out, you know, via internet and things that we wasn't privy about as far as record contracts, as far as, uh, uh, you know, how artists get paid and different stuff like that. But, you know, from from uh, Eric Grant's uh, uh, point of view, wh- how you see it? Okay. I know that's a loaded question, but I'm, I'm just trying well, to wrap it's, this up. It's, 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 it's cool. It's cool because I, I wanna, I'm, I want to answer this. Back, back when it was pressing records, Right, you got an honest count and an honest dollar of who was buying your records. I know where you're going with this if, one, but go ahead, go ahead. You see what I'm saying? If they bought, if they if your records was hot in Cincinnati, right? You hot in Cincinnati because you because the, the mom and pop stores they let you know. Yeah. Hey man, I need you down here, man, because when 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 radio when radio was radio. They played you because you had a good record, not because you had good money. They played you because you had good a good record, nah, and if you want to, and of course, if you wanted certain special things happen, you do a little something. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? But yeah, I'm yeah. saying it was just so honest back then. The dollar was honest, the the fan base was honest, and if you had a good record, you just had a good freaking yeah. record. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, and, and and I miss that, and, and I think that's where I'm stuck. I'm stuck at trying to create good music. Yeah. But see, there there's a there's a uh, there's another part of it that I'm not that I haven't become good at yet, and that is the social media part of it. Because see, yeah, when they start when they start awesome. coming up with streaming and downloading, the money got funny then. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because talk about it. Talk about it, brother. Talk about it. Streaming, you get like a half a cent. Yeah. Per stream. So you get a million streams, you ain't got no money. Not really. It's nothing. So now you gotta fight to get streamed. 
Yeah. And downloads, well, people got so many ways of getting your, your music nowadays that the downloads ain't even honest. So now you know you gotta you gotta kinda like rely on. And I did this is just me, you know, being you know, trying to assess things and, and, and being analytical. You gotta gotta rely on wherever they get your music from, how many people got your music in that market. Yeah. And then you go to work in that market. There you go. How many people got your stuff at down south? Then right. you go to work and you make the money back like that. There but you, go. you don't get the honest dollar no more. Yeah, because yeah. streaming and downloads had just screwed it up so bad. Yeah. And like now, you don't even know, you, you don't even know how to get your music out no more. You know, you used to have a way to get your music out. You don't, you don't even know how because people were coming from everywhere with octopus arms getting music. They make stars out of people that ain't even. It's, it's oversaturated. It's oversaturated. It's oversaturated, and then you got you got stars that that, that that's not worth. I'm using this word. I'm using this loosely. Hey, loosely. go ahead, EG. Come on, that, we, this, this is the Bridge Generation worthy. podcast. Talk about it. Come on. That's not worthy of being stars. You know it's why not. it's not worthy of being stars? Because they didn't. If you didn't travel through that chitlin circuit that uh-huh. that made you yes on your craft yes that made you respect your craft. Yeah. Yes, that yes. respect the fans yes. that respect the honest dollar of people oh, buying God. your music oh, then God. you don't know so you you feel entitled because you put out this fantastic record and now you're able to go buy this diamond chain and you got what you think is the finest woman ever now you think you're entitled to the world but you didn't put no work in so if they did put you on their mic in the light in 200 people 210 people you gonna die yeah 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 i mean that, that's why their careers don't last that long that's why they, they don't they, so they, now, so, they, so now they, what happens they, is they come so they come and go so quick so now what happens is you create you you you, you create um uh what they what they call them people um people who 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 who, who have mental Warm. breakdowns oh okay i see what you're saying because right, now right. what happens is you had all of this one day in 2022 and 2024, yeah. you ain't even thought about it. nobody. Yeah. yeah, nah, that's a fact. Because what they do is they get another one just like you, and they put yeah. them right there. Yeah, get rid of you. They get rid of you. Where yeah, you, you know, know what I noticed, EG? Real quick, I, I just want to say something real quick. Maybe you 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 you've seen this, but I don't, I don't hear a lot of people touch on this. It seems to me like fans of their favorite artists they get tired of them, like. They get tired of their own. These supposed to be artists that are beloved to to you. No loyalty. Let two me take years you. from now, if you hear that song that was hot two years ago, man, we ain't listening to that no more. You still <laughs> listen to so and so? I'm trendy. like, it just came out 2020. Because it's trendy. I feel like it came out a million years ago. It's trendy. That's because it's trendy. Everybody going with the winning bus. It's all an assembly line. When you got an assembly line, you all you try to do is fulfill what what that next car that car that came out. We just trying to change the headlights right. and the back tail lights. Nah, that's same car. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I hate man. I'm not hating that. And you know, and you know that ain't you know that ain't me. Now you know for a fact. 
This ain't, I ain't making this up. You know this for a fact. That back in the day, we had 10, 15-year contracts. Hell we yeah. had 10-year contracts with five-year options. Hell yeah. Because yeah. that record label was dedicated to making you a star. Yeah, they, they had, uh, what do you call, uh, artist development. Yeah, they had artist development. So, so you'll you have, you have a group that'll be on a label sometimes like three, four years, don't have no hits. No hits. Then, boom. That's right. And then they out of here. That's right. You know, so it's like doing that. Do. you ain't got that hit, if you don't do that hit in that year, you done. Yeah, now nowadays you out of here. You out of here. You so there's here. no loyalty. The business is just over, like you said earlier, the business is so oversaturated and people are getting stuff from everywhere. I mean, you got people that's on YouTube that's becoming stars. They ain't got a cut of record. You have yeah, people that that's on that's on social media and they just singing on social media and they got TikTok. two followers and all yeah. this stuff. You know what I'm saying? You make they making stars out of people with no talent. No talent. And, Everybody and wants I, to I be guess, I guess. Yeah. To not not just take and throw them on the bus like that, but I guess TikTok is a talent. I guess, I guess I'm so I'm assuming because I don't have a clue about it. Yeah, everybody. I don't on. even have an app. I don't yeah. even have a TikTok app. I don't know nothing about TikTok. I don't even know. I I, I haven't I haven't digest why would I get on TikTok. Yeah. I haven't put that. I haven't got that yet. Like, yeah. okay. TikTok is famous. Okay, so what do I do if I do TikTok? What what do I suppose to do? Yeah, yeah. I, I had people even tell me, hey man, you should get on TikTok. But I'm like, I have a podcast where I interview people. What am I supposed to do? Right. Be a comedian? What am I supposed to juggle? I'm supposed to drink 20 bottles of water? I don't know. I don't like, know. I, I, and so that's yeah. so 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 again, to go back to what you asked earlier. I I, I pride myself in doing the music. Yeah, I pride myself in doing that yeah. part, man. I want to do good music, and I'm hoping that when God feel like I'm ready, that He'll it, it, He'll catch up or get people to catch up to what I'm doing, and then then they'll go back and look at my older work. You know what I mean? Because the older work is still timeless, and I do it on purpose. I, I record records to be timeless, right? But I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, uh, I got a, a plan in mind. So I'm releasing this record on me and Walt. Then this fall, myself and Glenn Jones is doing a record together. Oh, I interviewed him uh, last year. It's good brother. Me, me and Glenn doing a record together, right? Good brother. And after that, I'm doing one with Will Downey. Legend. Now these are now these are people who's already told me that they'll do these records with me. Yeah. Then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna do I'm gonna put Will's record out on the radio, but I'm gonna do a song with Kanye Doss too. Ooh, so, Kanye so so it can be streamed, right? She's she's from Cleveland too, right? Right, she's from Cleveland. Okay. So we're going to be doing it. We're going to do a song called "Quality Time." Okay. And so now, I'm trying to get Russell. Russell sent me his number. I just haven't talked to him yet, but I'm trying to do a duet with Russell Tompkins Jr. from the Stylistics. I, I, I'm about to say because I did interview him. I got his number too. Yeah, so I'm I'm yeah. gonna do one with him. Yeah. See, I'm just gonna mix up the genres. I'm just gonna mix up. All oh, the I see things. what you're doing. I see what you're doing. See, I didn't I'm realize that. Mix up all the genres. Yeah. And I'm doing a, um, a EP called Eric Nolan Features. Okay. They, they, that's and what they I was waiting like, for. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm like. I'm, I'm listening to the songs that you have, uh, EG, and I'm like, man, it's a dope collection, man. But I, I would love to hear a little a, a project. You know, give us an EP. That's good. That's good enough for me. That's what I'm doing. I'm doing EP or Eric Nolan features. 
so that I could try to get the Eric Nolan out there so people could take me serious about being a, a, a artist. And then I'm going to do one song featuring, well, it's going it's to say introducing, actually. It's with the Eric Nolan introducing Lily Lyons from SWV. So I'm doing a duet with Lily, too. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. So that's what's going to... Man, that, that's what I love to hear. I was I had to save the best for last. Um, I, heard, I heard you once say, you know, you feel like God was waiting to put you uh, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a position. And I'm paraphrasing, but do you feel like your time is now? Yeah, you you know, that's a loaded question because I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm just going to wait to, I'm going to wait to see what God says. Okay. Because, because, because I, the part that I'm, I'm a little apprehensive about I know there's life after the OJs and I know that when Eddie and Walt decide they don't want to do it no more, I don't want the group. I don't I don't I don't I don't want to try to replace them two and go to work because they're irreplaceable. Right. They, 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 those two guys, those two guys are so irreplaceable and you could end it on this one. Those two guys are so irreplaceable. Because see what they bring on stage. In their vocals and their performance and their demeanor, right, is the outhouse, the drinking out of black fountains, mm. the coming in the back door to perform yeah. because they can't come through the front. Oh yeah, yeah. Eating, eating, eating their food in the back, right? Because right. they're not allowed to eat out front. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Just the years that they went through of segregation and racism and all of that was built up and it pours into the music and on stage and in their demeanor. And I'm never going to get that or even be able to get them a person to understand yeah, that. Yeah, you can't duplicate and, that. And, and yeah. trying to replace those two no guys. Doubt. No doubt. That's a fact. You see what I'm saying? Gotcha. So. I gotta I gotta work hard harder now in trying to build Eric Nolan so that I can go to work and so that I can keep that whole thing going, you know, as far as uh just the music. Just right. just music. Right. I'ma stay honest to the music. That's the reason why all the if you listen to any of my songs, all my songs are done with live live band. Every last one of them. Yeah. yeah. Everything yeah, I, I do with yeah. live band. I get that feel. Yeah. Sonically, oh, no, it's a live I, band, I right? I, that's that's why it connects with me. You a know? lot of them are playing, they're playing together in the studio. I did it on purpose. And if one person messed up, we just cut it again. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Oh, the only thing that only thing that I did without the band playing is the horns. I did the horn parts. With, with, uh, the band laid the rhythm section down. Then I put the horns in there, and I might put the kungas in there, and I might put the organ in there. But the, the meat of it, the, the lead, bass, drums, and piano, right. they're cutting at the same time. Damn. And I did that on purpose. I, I I wanted that feel. You can't beat a feel. Yeah, hell nah. Nah. You can't beat a feel, yeah, man. That's what I'm telling you, you uh, EG. Put that shit out, man. I can't I can't wait, man, because it, uh, these, these singles, man, they connect with me, and I, you know, I, 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 I like, them. I love them, man. They, well, you got the new single. I'm definitely going to plug that. Yeah, I'm definitely going to plug that on my platform and <laughs> try to, you know, try to get that out there. But brother, uh, 
I really, really, man, on behalf of the Bridging Generation podcast, man, really appreciate your time, brother. Uh, where can we find you at on social media? Um, you know, anything else you got in the works before we get up out of here, brother? Um, everything that you want to find about me is on Eric's ericsroom.net. Okay. I'm on uh, Instagram. I am Eric Nolan. And my Facebook is Eric Nolan. Gotcha. My Twitter is I am Eric Nolan, no. and I have a radio show in Cleveland on W O V U ninety five point nine FM. Uh, Sunday nights at eight o'clock, I do like a for lovers only type deal, and Mondays and Tuesdays at three o'clock. Drive time, no doubt, no doubt. Well, you heard it here, man. <laughs> I'm the lock on reef, man. You didn't chopped it up with us. On the Bridging the Generation podcast, Ooh. man, I got the I got special guest Eric Nolan Grant. Thank you, brother, for your time, man. Thank really you appreciate. For me. Nah, brother, no, the pleasure is all mine. Keep killing, keep killing the game, man. Keep doing what you do, man. Appreciate your contributions. Uh, I just love, uh, you know, uh, how you continue to preserve the, the culture, man. Keep the, the OJ's legacy alive while still staying true to who you are, man. I love it, brother. Just keep doing your thing. Thank you. I appreciate you, bro. I just want to see how you're going to cut this up. This is going to be... I'm going to see how you can get this two, two hours and 19 minutes. I'm going to see how you do that. We're going we to we figure it out. I'm going to talk to my partner. We're going to talk to my partner. We're going to figure it out. We're going we to figure it out. I'm Malak Arif. Uh, Eric Nolan Grant, we signing out. Y'all have a good night. <laughs>